missed it. You were early, Brandon. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to Let the Music Be Your Master. Excited to be here. I'm Jason Johnson, joined by my esteemed colleagues. Jordan Harmon. Brandon Arnold. Steve Ricks. And uh, we're back in uh, we're back in the basement recording. We've got, I think, a, a good spirited discussion to be had today. I'll introduce the topic in just a second. Um, before we do that, mm-hmm. yeah, anybody have... Like any any good news or anything they want to share? Any I don't know anything. I mean, I mean it's it's mm. been a it's been a, a minute. Uh, everybody's been talking about severance, except Steve. Steve's a little slow on that one. I'm slow. I'm on it's my okay. second time through it, Steve. I know. I I watched the first episode. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. I just got to get back to it's it. It's exciting to have a, a great TV show that make, makes you frustrated when it's over. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I'm still kind of basking in the glow of Atlanta and uh, Better Call Saul, though. So I've got both of those. Atlanta is so good right now. Too. That's true. I need to get back into Atlanta. I can, I can get into it. Oh, it's season, brilliant. Season three kind of takes some curves, but yeah, very interesting. It's like uh, Atlanta is like. It's like the visual version of, of jazz music. I feel like it's there. It, there's it's sometimes linear, sometimes not, and it it's just amazing. Really good. It's yeah, good stuff. Watch I'm Atlanta, everybody. It. I'm loving it. I'm gonna have to get into it. Has anyone been in been to any live shows? I have actually. I was thinking along the same thing. So we went to Joanna and I went to Hooray for the Riff Raff about a month ago, mm-hmm. maybe three weeks ago. It was good, good show at Urban Lounge. And then I went with my two sons. Isn't that a TV? No, my two dads. I went with my two sons. Yeah, my three sons. <laughs> and my, my three dads. sons. <laughs> I went with my two sons hey, we'll to a concert called of a of a British kind of singer dude named uh, his band's Cave Town. He was a YouTuber that gained prominence. Interesting because Hooray for the Riff Raff seemed like a bigger name to me. Like that they're an artist that's featured on Pitchfork and things like that. Cave Town we kinda heard through our nephew who lives in Ireland, it's on YouTube and there was probably 200, 300 people at the the show for Hooray for the Riff Raff at Urban Lounge. This other show was at the Complex, and it was packed full, <laughs> like probably 10,000 kids, like more high school age kids. And it was, I just thought, like, this is bizarre. Like, I didn't realize. Who would have thought that there were bands that high school kids would like that, you, that you wouldn't be I, familiar with? Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the weird thing is I introduced my sons to it. So yeah. I kind of thought, I was, you know. Um, Listen, kids, we're the experts we're here. The you cool shouldn't ones. be knowing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was just so weird that there were so many people there. And I'd never been to that venue either. Have you guys ever been there? The, the complex? Com- the complex? Yeah. yeah. I've been near there. I yeah, where do we see Baby Metal? What's that one called? That that didn't feel like an actual venue. <laughs> it's like near a church. That was a it's, fever dream. It's near, it's it's near a, a church. Was it a link in, you guys shared? <laughs> it, it reminded me of when we'd go to shows at the Provo Armory. <laughs> That's right. right. It was that kind of vibe, like yeah. some kind of big gym or, or something. But, like. but, but there've been yeah, there've been a bunch of bands there. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't it some YMCA or something like that? No, it was, it was mean, on the other side of the, the train tracks. Well, yeah, but there's a lot. Over by Red Iguana. Brian Croxel saw Destroyer this last week. I wanted to go with him, but I had another engagement to attend. And my brothers and I are going to drive up to Boise 
next month and see Kurt Vile. Oh, nice. Boise on May 21st. Nice. That's the situation now, huh? People go to Boise and not Salt Lake. That's this situation. Jeez. What happened? There's been a lot of Boise and Denver both uh, missing Salt Lake. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Uh, gentlemen, we're forgetting the most important thing is that I went and saw Alt-J. There we go. With, uh, Jack, my son. That's right. I mean, we put it right there on a tee for you, Steve. We were just waiting. <laughs> yeah. He's like, why aren't they talking about the concert Stop I went to? Stop talking. No. Um... Yeah, no, I loved it. It was it was great. It was a mix of you know first time stuff. seeing them. Yeah, yep. Did it live up to your expectations? Because you love those guys. I do love those guys, man. I've ever since their first album, I just got obsessed with them, and I still listen to them a lot. Um, and I do like the new album quite a bit, and it did live up. Did live up to it. They also did some really cool, uh, simple but cool visual stuff. They had this box. Scrim box that ca- that was that that came down and surrounded them, and then they were up quite a bit higher than the actual just regular stage level. But they, I'll have to share some of the videos I took with you guys. But basically, they were just projecting stuff on this, you know, scrim that surrounded them. But it kind of gave this very immersive effects. They did all these things, like you know, the it looked like they were inside this tank that was starting to fill with water and then they were under the water and then fish started swimming around them and everything and because the the scrim was like on every side of them including behind them they could like sometimes light their bodies specifically a different color than what was being projected and it seemed like a kind of a simple approach but super effective i mean and i'm sure cost plenty and figuring it out but anyway cool but the music was cool I'm almost done talking about Alt-J, but uh, just uh, a couple more things. I mean, I think that's what the people regularly turn up yeah. to this for. Yeah, how, how far apart were all the players on the stage? I well, want to know the, I'm the thinking... How many, um, how many cubits? cubits? Yeah. <laughs> We're both on the same wavelength. Old Testament cubits. Um, uh, I'm kicking myself for not making it to the Iceburn show last week. Oh. Maybe we all are. They opened for Mike Watt. Yep. I, uh, What's I, his I, band called? It's I can't remember the name. Letters. It was kind of an it's impromptu an show, though, wasn't it? It was. I, I don't know how kind early of. it was. It was announced, but uh, I, I saw was, some footage afterwards that Gentry shared. I, I was going to text you, Brandon, because it, it seemed like something the we should have been at. Yeah, yeah, we should have. They had the their saxophonist with them that time, and they played some of their jazz tunes, and I'm. I'll, I, I'll be okay eventually, but I. Uh, who, oh, I Hopefully, I, I don't get canceled for for admitting this. I was I, I saw Chappelle when he came to Vivint uh, the other week. That was a I, I had never seen him live before. That was an experience. Oh man, I heard that. there was some hecklers. It, but it, it was embarrassing. I don't think he'll ever come back to Utah. It was really embarrassing. Fans were awful. Like they're hecklers. Like they went there to heckle. Yeah, a combination of both, like arrogant rudeness. Like, like anytime the ones that he paused, go to a general conference just so they can loudly oppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of, well, no, I hate it, like, this stupid church. It was, I'm going to go to conference. No, it was like people <laughs> people yelling anytime he paused, which was bugging him, driving him crazy. Oh. You had to lock up your phone. Somebody sneaked up, their, sneaked their phone in. At some, at one point, he was like, he likes to set up. 
like a, a kind of a classic twist. He'll make you think he's going one way, and he likes to do that around kind of politics and and other issues as well. And so partway through one of his stories, somebody yelled out from the upper deck, "Let's go, Brandon!" Really, really loud. It the it was. I don't think they were talking to you oh (laughs) no it was there was another brandon in the audience (laughs) apparently it was and he just got mad i'm guessing we probably got i'll i'll bet he cut 20 to 30 minutes of his material wow yeah it was kind of a bummer he i thought he was gonna leave early he stayed out there um and and he's He's really masterful at, at what he at what he does at his craft, and it was it was fun to witness that. But yeah, fans were were awful. It was it was imba- like actually embarrassing, and I be I'll be shocked if he ever comes back to Utah. Is it, is it just Utah? Um, I mean, I mean, I'm assuming it's pretty bad here. I I scoured the the Reddit the subreddits after it, it felt like this was particularly bad. So it's hard when it's in a big venue like that. It was in Vivint, and I think that that brings some confidence when you're shrouded in in darkness and you're in the in the middle of a massive group of people in the in the upper deck. But um, and you're watching some guy on stage get all the attention. You think I want some attention. At one point, he said that he leaned on his stand <laughs> and he said he he goes, I hope. Uh, he goes. First of all, I hope it was uh, it was painful for you to come up to the, with the money for this for this show, and I'll be glad to just stand here and let you guys listen to each other rather than the guy you paid to listen to tell jokes. I'm good with whatever. And then he just stood there quiet. He was so mad. <laughs> he handles hecklers well, but this was this felt like extra over the top and embarrassing. Well, interesting. Yeah. On that note, let's yeah. get into some, some Brandon, tunes. But before we do that, you uh, you had the assignment to tell us something good. Oh, do you have, do you have anything? Another assignment? I've, <laughs> I've blown all of my assignments the last if not, few weeks. I want you to be successful. You, if, if not, I can, I can hand you one that you can share. Can you write some code that would randomly select uh, a good track of music? <laughs> or maybe would purposely select it for uh, according to certain parameters? No, I'm just kidding. Sounds like Jason's going to make a suggestion of something. Unless that's you good. got one. No, I, don't, I, I don't want to I steal your something. thunder. I always got something good. Of course I do. Um, Jordan, quick, tell him something good. Yeah. By Zarface. <laughs> I just ate it. While you're doing that, is uh, let me let me po- propose a, a question. I need to turn George's mic down until he's done uh, eating and drinking over there. Is is music? <laughs> Is music coming back? I feel like 2022 might be a good year for for music. We've had uh, we've had like three good releases in hip hop. We've had a uh, uh, Pusha T, Denzel Curry, Zarface, and then the new Kendrick album drops May 15th. Um, I feel like we're starting to see the output of people's uh, quarant- quarantine production, and it feels like 22 2022 might be setting up to be a pretty decent music year. I hope. Fingers crossed. I'm really looking forward to the Kendrick album. Yeah. What's the? Uh, uh, is, is my mic still off? Oh. Yeah. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> so, Ken, what have you heard about the Kendrick album? He's. It's been a while, right? Yeah, he announced it a couple weeks ago, and then it's been kind of reannounced. But uh, they, they've got a. Was his last album? Damn. 2017. Yeah, damn. That's a long time. Yeah. 
It's five years because he came up with the the to pimp a butterfly and damn like really yeah he's done back, some so collaborations close. he was on a right was Black Panther after yeah damn, Black, Black Panther no. was after and he yeah. he oversaw the music on that but that wasn't yeah like a good Kendrick he probably drop. featured on a few things yeah mm-hmm. he has been yeah Baby Keem yep anyway fingers crossed here we go I got something for you okay let's hear um, it I've been listening to this uh, this album for. A while, quite a few years, but uh, haven't talked about them on the pod yet. This is Manchester Orchestra. Are you guys familiar with them? Yeah. Listen to their stuff? No. Now i got to turn down Steve's mic. You my, guys uh, and your burritos. My, no, my this niece, is the last bite, I promise. <laughs> my niece was into them. She had a Manchester a Orchestra. podcast where we're eating food in the microphones. <laughs> Steve's ASMR burrito <laughs> chewing. The listeners, really the listeners want it. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> Let's hear it, Brandon. Okay. Put that music uh, so they they did have an album come out last year. So yeah, I, I like their, their new album quite a bit, but uh, I'm going to play something from their previous one, A Black Mile to the Surface. This album came out in 2017. Uh, their, their earlier stuff before this sounds a little more emo-ish to me. Um, particularly his voice. He's got that kind of, what does his voice sound? I guess you'll, you're, you'll hear what it sounds like. Um, but th- this album, I think they're going a little more into Radiohead territory with the, just how the songs are, are structured and the instrumentation. And also during COVID, like right before their latest album was released, they put out a live performance of this album, not a concert because they didn't have anyone in, in attendance, but uh, virtual concert, I guess. So here's a track by Manchester Orchestra. This is called The Alien. Foxes and Vampire Weekend, but 
Yeah. None of those bands are members of this band, are they? No. Okay. No. And the, this song is probably more atypical from what they, like, oh. they generally sound heavier than this. Hmm. This is this is a softer tune, but... Like the add banjo really to like, it? Or? I really like no. the, the vibe of it. Just kidding. Yeah. Well, good work. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Those kids are really coming along. <laughs> Keep at it, Manchester boys. Wait, what are they? The good old Manchester boys band? <laughs> All right. Should I introduce the topic? Let's do it. All right. To do this, I thought I uh, I thought it might be fun if I came up with a backstory for uh, for the the let the music be your master crew. So here's the backstory mm-hmm. I came up with. Um, in 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire. Let the music be your master. There you go. Not, not the A-Team? Not, not the A-Team. <laughs> no, I borrowed that uh, generously from the A-Team. We're talk- talking about theme songs today. One of my very favorite things ever, television theme songs. We are going to construct a, uh, a Hall of Fame, as we do, for television theme songs. I think we've pained over this because there's a huge collection of songs to pick from, and many of them good. are steeped nostalgia all good yeah this is gonna be tough but we're gonna we're gonna attempt uh because we are authorities and we do own the rights to this hall of fame we're gonna assemble a wing of uh hall of fame songs for the the tv hall of fame now normally i would uh i would have a montage that i had constructed but i didn't take the time to make one so we're gonna i I found a couple youtube challenges we can do as a uh, okay name that tune at the end you want to do that at the end excellent okay before we do that though i am curious what is uh what is your relation to theme songs what makes a good theme song uh or uh, even more broadly speaking in your brain do you separate the theme song from the show? Does the show have to be good for the song to be good? Or do you have like theme songs in your brain that are just independently good regardless of the show? Like how, mm-hmm, what's your relationship mm-hmm. to, to theme songs? Mm. I'd say it's mostly independent. Mm. Me. Independent from the show. Like yeah. it doesn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah. Cause there's, there's some shows that, well, I don't know. Are there any shows that I really like that have terrible theme songs? There must be, if I thought about it. But hmm. Yeah, for me, I, I would say uh, when I first was thinking about songs for this podcast, my mind was, I was just thinking of 80s. Like, I couldn't even not think of anything from the 80s because of the nostalgia factor. And there's a there's a kind of, there's an iron, ironic love of it or something, but like a lot of the 80s shows that could be kind of cheesy but then i love the songs and then i started realizing like frankly they're much more prominent in the 80s yeah well the at least like and, the and, and before that with lyrics at least i mean the, it seems like every show has a intro song of some sort um but, but sit- you've been watching 
Severance a lot lately. Yeah. If I played the Severance theme song, would you recognize it? I would. Would you? Well, which yeah, brings I was up a question. To it last night, I, I'm going oh, to come back okay. around to that because that does bring up a, a, que- a I think an important yeah. question. Well, I was just going to say the thing that I landed on besides the nostalgia. That's one feature. But then I realized because nowadays you can skip theme songs when you're streaming, and I realized one of the songs that I decided to include on my top five list was a song that whenever I'd watch this show, I noticed I wouldn't skip it. Whereas a lot of times, after two or three times, even if I like the song, I'll skip it because I want to get to the show. Mm-hmm. But there was at least one show I remember where every time the song would come on, I would not skip the intro. I wanted to hear the song each time. So I'm going to come back to that piece. Steve, what's your relationship to, to theme songs? You've bragged in the text thread that you have watched a lot of television. Just by sheer virtue of the fact I'm like... Eight to ten years older than you three guys. I'm sure I've just watched so many more hours of TV than any of you. I don't know. That's Brian, true. Probably. Jason will give you a uh, love for you. But, He's like, but I was Jason up made up for last time. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch a lot of TV I mean, in my freak, youth. You and freaking I got a do, PhD, no. Steve. So you had to do something else at some I, point. Occasionally, <laughs> I did. Occasionally, I, I dabbled in other things. But um, I have watched a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a combination. Well, first of all, like I haven't. All the this. ones that Steve was sharing with me the other day as examples of great theme songs I'd never heard in my life. <laughs> a lot of those were from the yeah from the seventies. I think is the problem. So, but, uh, so what, what do you want in a theme song, Steve? Like, well, what, what does it do for you? I well, two two quick things that don't relate to that question particularly. Uh, number one <laughs> is that it seemed like when Jason, when you texted us all about your anxiety about this, I felt it. I felt the two was feeling it, and I was, and I examined that a little. I'm like, why is this so hard? It's, I mean, this isn't that different than the other episodes, but in a way, I kind of think it is. It's more broad because we've done, you, you know, when you guys started the podcast, you were doing decades. When I kind of joined the mix, you know, we. Uh, we were doing we've been doing genres or bands there's always been this kind of focus and so on the surface it might seem like saying okay tv theme songs that's that's focused or that's a particular genre but it's not a genre right it's it's a kind of a particular function of a type of music but there's so many different styles and everything and and you can divide it out by decades you can divide it out by genre you know like is this a you know a southwestern show versus a a cop show and you find kind of similar types of themes is it a sitcom is it whatever it seems like you find similar themes i mean similar sounding theme songs um among shows that are similar right uh but there are so many different types of shows and then there's also that that chronological evolution you know and like, like there's a whole bunch of like you know instrumental tracks from the 60s and 70s and uh you know barney miller whatever all the uh night court night court's even later but i don't i don't want to take anyone's pick but and the, okay en- enough with that the anxiety <laughs> the, it's a lot it's a lot and it's hard to pick the favorites but I mean, I didn't do any extra research for this show per se of trying to come up with an exhaustive experience of shows that I haven't watched, to be honest. So <laughs> I'm relying mostly on shows that at least I've watched some. Uh, I mean, I, I did get onto a playlist on YouTube today that was like, you know, went down the Nickelodeon animated shows rabbit hole, which, I mean, just whole kids animated shows. I mean, there's 
a billion, you know? And so I was hearing a bunch of themes that I didn't really know, you know, some, some I like better than others, but, but generally I'm just kind of the, the nostalgic factor. So will, will I was going to say, large, I think that I think. speaks to one of the, the hardest things to separate is, um, how, how much the, the, the nostalgia piece does. And that makes creating a, a hall of fame, um, wing, like it's, we're never going to be truly objective. Uh, obviously, this one seems even more difficult because it. We, I like. I'm the same way. I really tried to to like dig into some songs that that were accepted as really good that I didn't have a relationship to the television show, and it was just harder for me to connect to them. It's hard for me to get past the existing nostalgia of, of all the other ones that I have. So that, uh, that, that I think will be, will be prominent. Um, but I, I'm, I'm excited to see how this goes. Now I am interested. Jordan brought up and I mentioned it in the outline that I sent out. There was this, um, it was actually a podcast. So there's a guy named Wesley Morris. He he writes for the New York Times. He's a culture writer. He used to write for Grantland. He always has really interesting takes on movies and music and and pop culture. And he did this piece the other day uh, where he, he asked if the skip intro button is killing the theme song. And he had this really touching moment. Um, he played a live performance of the good times theme song and he wept on air. It it was so emotional for him to hear it. And then he talked about how he catches himself more often than not today hitting skip intro. And he's, he feels guilty about it because he, he realizes that it's historically been this kind of important piece of the experience. And he's wondering if, if theme songs and the importance of theme songs is dying now. I mean, they used to bring in like real serious composers, writers on some of these projects to, to create theme songs. What do you think? Is theme song and sometimes dying? they didn't. Sometimes they didn't. Very obviously <laughs> didn't. <laughs> well, I think sometimes <laughs> I think even before it seems to me that even before the skip intro button and the whole as a phenomenon out of streaming and other things came about, there was a kind of shift, and I don't know exactly when it happened, or I'm sure it wasn't immediate, it was gradual or whatever, but that the the, the theme songs, the intros to shows became shorter and less concerned about, like, a, a montage that showed you everything about the show or a song that was crafted specifically to explain everything about the setup of this show, right? Um, yeah, it seems like... 10, 20 years ago, a lot of shows just did away with them. Right. And it's like, like and, and maybe the same thing with movies, right? Like where the opening credits used to be this huge thing. And it's like th- this whole big long intro and you'd see all the the names, the people, whatever. And it seems like now, no, that just that's safe for the end. And usually you just kind of jump, jump right in, you know, and the same thing kind of happened with TV, it seems like. But uh, anyway. I, I agree. I'm going to come back to that unless somebody else has something. I don't know why or how. But. So I uh, that that's a nice lead in to I, I think what I'll do to to set up the Hall of Fame pick. Um, and I think you you explained something really smart there, Steve. I think I think shows in general have changed like that that backstory background t- like TV shows in the 60s, 70s, 80s weren't really focusing on like character development you just jumped into a moment of time and you kind of accepted that this is who the character was and you watched 
you know, whatever fixes they got in, whatever conflict was in the moment. And you weren't looking at like these long character arcs. And I think prestige TV that started in the late nineties really started to focus more on the character arc. And maybe that, that montage intro ends up being unnecessary uh, to a certain extent. If, if, if that's the direction that the TV is going, I don't know, just a, I- so I'm still seeing though, like just, we were talking about severance and some of the others I'm thinking of that are recent. There's still a longer intro at times. They're not necessarily exposition. It's more thematic. It's more uh, introducing a feeling or like yeah. a vibe, you know, um, like the, the severance yeah. one, we were talking about severance and there's like the, this face and the weird animated thing. And then there's like the different, he's in bed with the suit on with pajama. They're showing these things that you don't really know exposition wise, but it's a kind of an artful depiction, visual Setting, and I've heard Stiller talk yeah. about that that intro. Like he's really proud of it, both the music and the the graphic piece. Like he found a like an internet artist that did the the graphic the graphics on it. And it, yeah. but but Severance, I think, is a unique show, and Stiller has a, a unique eye for detail. Like he's somebody that would care yeah. maybe a little more deeply about yeah. the intro being like an integral part of the of the overall tone, overall piece. So I don't know. I guess it'll be interesting to see. Um, so here's my here's my I wonder if like growing up I kind of thought I mean didn't think about it specifically but it seems like it was kind of a call kind of like ring, ringing the bell at church or something like here it goes show's yeah. on everybody get in catch here. your attention yeah and I think that's part of why there's so much nostalgia like for me in those because they they represent it's, this it's either excitement oh yes. my show's on or it's disappointment oh crap but it's Mom like and Dad's Pav- show's Pavlov's on. dogs like <laughs> yeah. that totally, totally. It, it is like I, I my brain starts salivating when I hear the theme song to family ties like yeah I, I'm so excited to go sit down and watch it it's just what I've been conditioned to do right right <laughs> Um, so here's what I'm thinking. So I, I went through and I've, I, in my brain, I organized theme songs kind of in four ways. Let's go through. I'll, I'll give you my, my theory of four different types of theme songs. Maybe I'll have you play a sample and then we'll just get into it. I'll name names. I don't mind. Um, there, there may be some overlap in names I name, um, between some of our picks, but I, I don't think that's a problem. Okay. So the first one, Steve already mentioned, I think the first type of theme song is like a, a backstory background song it it may even serve the purpose of like a movie poster like the theme song is going to tell us everything we need to know to just jump into it so an example of that would the lyrics yeah so an example would be like the beverly hillbillies or gilligan's island you know it tells the story it gives you the backstory and then you just jump right in um I think even like Saved by the Bell would be a, a modern one. Like it tells us enough of the story. We don't need the origin story of Zach Morris. We just jump right in. We know he's at school and he's a character. Um, play like uh, Mr. Ed. Find the, the theme song for Mr. Ed. I think this is no one's going to pick You're this one. You're stealing my thunder. No one's, no one's picking Mr. <laughs> this Ed. Is my pick. Mr. Ed. So, so you listen to this and you know that this TV show is about a horse that can talk. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, that is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Red. Go right to the source and ask the horse, he'll give you the answer that you'll endorse. So there you go. You learn everything you need to know, yeah. you just jump right in with Wilbur and Mr. Ed, and you're golden. The other thing that this is a good example of is that most theme songs are way too long. <laughs> True. <laughs> but they right? have to give us that backstory this, this early on. This keeps going. I don't know how long it goes well, on the actual show. but So speaking of long, this one may come up. I don't mind 
um, so let's go now to uh, Jordan. Kind of mentioned this one, like a an instrumental kind of tone setter. It, it sets the tone. It's going to be whimsical. It's going to be quirky. It's going to be mysterious. Whatever. This I think started in the seventies. Like you see him a little bit in the seventies. You see him in the eighties. People were going hard. Like people were trying, just trying to write these instrumental bangers you know like miami vice um sanford and sons from the 70s oh a great here pick this one this one's not going to come up uh airwolf find the theme song for how is airwolf. that not going to come up that's it a should. great one it's incredible but th- like this sets the tone I, I think I only liked that show because of the theme song. It's so mm-hmm. good, and it's over this amazing montage of uh, of of is this, this the helicopter. Yeah, it's helicopter, yeah. dude. Ernest Borgnine, I think's in it. <laughs> <laughs> is the it? soundtrack to Drive is it? Yon, <laughs> so good. Yon Hammer, or who is it? Sounds like. Nice. That's one of those when it starts off with just a da, 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 da. So this I'm, is I'm telling me right now this is and then when it comes this in, is high tech eighties. Like, like I, nice. I know this is high tech eighties. We're going to be dealing with high tech government technology in the eighties. There's probably <laughs> going to be a scientist involved somehow, or at least like a really smart technology guy. But there's also yes. going to be badass explosions. I just know yes. it's yeah. going to happen. Yep. Get ready. So good. There's going to be a screen is with this, some computer is this green or print? after no. Commando. Probably slightly after, but maybe concurrently with Blue Thunder, the movie Blue Thunder. We had some helicopter run. Oh, boy. Yeah? Oh, boy. Oh, we haven't even got to the good part yet. This is like the... This is leading up to This is the album version, not the radio cut. Extended. Why am I... Here we go. Here we go. Maybe a little Mannheim steamroller, Brandon? (laughs) Yeah. It's there. (laughs) The synth, Yeah. And then if you and then you just imagine this this kick-ass helicopter just flying close to the mountains. I think it might be a Monument Valley. Incredible. Are they letting, are they letting off some rockets? Probably are they firing rockets at those mountains. But then you also get like a, a quirky shot of Ernest Borgnine like doing something funny. It's great. All right, instrumental tone center. Okay, next one I have is uh, this one's so instrumental tone center. I think is the biggest category. Um, I think the most fall into that over the years. I mean, that might even include something like like Seinfeld or something. It, it, it's just sure. It's perfect. Okay, because because a uh, fretless bass is funny. It is funny. It's quirky. <laughs> it's it is quirky. <laughs> okay, next one. Uh, repurposed existing song. Oh, so yeah. so they yep, take a yep. song that was already there and then just kind of rip it. Um, this one may come up, but I, I like it, and I, I just feel like this will be a way for me to sneak it in. But you could have, like, The Sopranos, for example. That was a repurposed song. Um, the Wire. Married with Children. Um, the weird, Office. Weirdly, I'm going to include MASH in the that. The Office. Yeah, the British version of The Office and, oh, the, and okay. the American version of The Office. So you got a Cat Stevens song, and then you got a Bruce Springsteen who for The Office. What was the American version of The Office? That piano riff. It had its You're own. Thinking it, of no, it had its own I'm think, Okay, thing. I'm thinking of the British Office. That's what. I mean. yeah, 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 yeah. It's the Cat but, Stevens song. But the, I will say, British Mash Office. did a thing where it was based on that Robert Altman movie, movie, and they used the same th- song but turned it into a. It, it originally had lyrics. I think Suicide is painless, yeah, right? Yeah, I think it's turned, Rod Stewart that did the, the, the That's British right. one. Okay, there's another Ricky Gervais show. 
where Cat he uses a Cat Stevens song. I think it's the Life After Death one, maybe extras. But, but oh. Maybe it's extras. Yeah. Uh, for this one, repurposed know. existing song. Play uh, play Joe Cocker's. Um, a little help for my friends, but find the Wonder Years cut. And it's interesting how when I hear this cut of it, I don't think Beatles, I don't think Joe Cocker. My brain automatically goes to the Wonder Years. It sold its, and this one has like so much nostalgia for me. So is it different than if it's just Joe yeah? Cocker's? It trims out some of the some of the beginning pieces, and it jumps right into oh, little help for my friends. Well, what would you what would you do if I sing it? What would you do? Uh, yeah. And and listen to this and just think about freaking Winnie Cooper and um, Fred that's Savage. So I mean, like, I don't get, yeah, this this is such like a formidable <laughs> moment for the teenage, the early teen me. And this song was like Brandon said, it was the announcement. This was on, and I was there. Like, what would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song I will try not to sing out of key Oh baby, how can I need is my So right here, I'm all in And this just like warms my heart Like this is borderline tear in my eye Thinking about watching the Wonder Years to this So good yeah, I'm with you on this one because I had never heard the Beatles version by the time I was watching this show, and I didn't know who Joe Cocker was. So this was this was I just the Wonder This years. was a cool song, yeah, perfect song for this heartfelt coming of age comedy. Uh, the last one, the fourth type, is heartfelt life lessons. These ones usually these ones have lyrics and they're going to teach us something. So this the, the 80s family These are the 80s. These ones shows. are like instant <laughs> nostalgia for me. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. usually going to be over a montage. This is like different strokes, silver spoons, facts of life, good times, full house. I'm going to include cheers in this one, but I think cheers actually hits the uh, the 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 background song as well. That's why Cheers, I think, is such a, a unique one because it, I think it hits two parts of the diagram. But it's not like, Sam was a business No, but it owner. tells you everything you need to know about the bar. Sam ran a bar. Tells you everything you need to know about the bar, though, and it makes you want to be there. Like, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Um, but Heartfelt Life Lessons played... I think, by the way, I think Alan Thicke is the the king of these. He wrote a few of them, at least. He wrote the Different Strokes theme song. Yeah. Oh, he did? Oh, hell yes. Alan Thicke go? Alan, Alan Thicke Thick. of Growing Pains did, yes. And Robin Thicke's dead. Yeah. Yeah, Alan Thicke, man. And the uh, Cinco Napple committee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hey, true. True story. Uh, on my mission, I went once with my mission president, uh, John Hardy, to a chiropractor he was seen in uh, uh, Toronto, Canada, Alan Thicke's sister. She was a chiropractor. Very nice. Did you talk anyway, to her about so the no. Different Strokes theme song? Golden opportunity, I Miss. I didn't. Was her office in All her right, house? Brandon, play the Facts of Life she did theme song. Like I, I kind of doubt anybody <laughs> will pick this, but uh, play the, the Facts of Life theme song. So oh, this, this is, is a great one. Heartfelt Life Lesson. And this is instant. Like these ones, I think, elicit immediate. Emotion and nostalgia, and the huge in the eighties. This one kind of died, I think, in the in the nineties. You take the good. 
good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow, and now you know about the facts of life. The facts of life. So this is always going to be over like a fun montage. We're going to learn a little bit about the characters. We'll see like a heartfelt, you know, maybe like a, a loving family moment. Then you'll also see like a wacky fix that somebody's gotten themselves into. Um, so it's like this quirky group that you know you want to be with. But underneath all of it, we're going to have fun, but we're going to learn something about life together. And we're going to walk away better people. And it's like this. This is like family learning around the television. And it kind so, of feels like you know the people yeah, when you're yeah. watching it. You're like, oh, that's that kid. So he turns around, looks at the camera, and smiles, and it's it's this. Like, yeah. I think this particular one, the not the show, but this uh, grouping, uh, this is the one where my Pavlovian reactions come in opposite of yours. Oh, you hate it! I hate it. It <laughs> meant it meant cartoons were over because <laughs> they, they were they were always on like at. We five. want to learn a, an yeah. important life lesson. These are the ones that come on at, at five or six. Get out of my face, Arnold and Willis! Get this out of one, my face, <laughs> Silver Spoons. Oh, I hate that song. No, I I had that with Mash and Fall Guy. Same because Mash. Mash and Fall Guy <laughs> yeah. would come on like Saturday morning cartoons right after, and you'd be like, "Dang it, what's this?" Yeah. You get, but you got to watch Lee Majors like perform well, stunts. I would only make it through the song and then I'd leave. <laughs> it's like if they're not animated characters at a certain stage, you know. I actually loved Mash later when I saw it, but when I was, you know, and that last, eight or nine, I, I was like, I didn't want it. That yeah. last category, I'm sure you guys have all seen that too many cooks oh, yeah. spoof. You yeah. know, that's yeah. great. It just seems like that's a great point of using that last category totally. as a point of departure. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go crazy with it. So, so I that's how that I have again. them grouped. I I'll be curious to see kind of how the Hall of Fame falls. I'll see if there's more of one than another. But yeah, just a review, backstory, background, kind of the movie poster, everything Exposition, you need to know. Yeah, instrumental tone center setter, repurposed existing song, and then heartfelt life lessons. So, mm. this is perfect stranger. That's Balky and cousin Larry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, so this good. Is, this is, uh, I've never been more excited. I've never felt the, like the, a, like the, a topic was made more a for point me in that song at, towards the end where the harmonica does this like plaintive like wah, 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 wah. Uh-huh. and it's just pure gold. It's just beautiful. <laughs> what country? What country was Balky supposed to be from? I'm trying to remember. It was a made up. It was country. a made up one, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So good. Same what one a, Borat's from or something. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Any any other uh, any other thoughts on theme songs before we jump right into the uh, the Hall of Fame assembly? <laughs> Are you guys pumped for this? I'm pumped. Have I'm I pumped. have I got? I'm your... also excited because I think I I you know we when something like this used to happen we used to call it he's doing a Jordan, <laughs> right? And I'm just happy because it's like it's officially become acceptable now to when you're the host to like be able to you know sneak in about 20 20 different examples of songs before you actually start so i'm i feel like a little moral victory well, we here. Did, i mean we did it before this was my version of, uh, of the montage it won't be called doing a jordan well I, i'm okay i'll own it how, i'll have a statue how, the, how many times do the rest of us have to do it before <laughs> i right. love it with that it's a moral victory it's, uh, with that jordan 
<laughs> Why don't you start us off? We're just going to go around Sounds the horn. Good. We'll go this way, and I think we're gonna we're gonna make. We've typically gone with twelve. I think we'll stick with that. So we'll each make three picks. We'll add okay. three picks. Uh, don't mess this up, guys. This is a topic that feels so important to me, yeah. and I, I think it's really. Um, oh, I'm ready. critical I'm that ready we get to, this yeah. right. So yeah, yeah. do not mess this there. up. Sounds good. So I'm picking one. This is one that there's there's both nostalgia in it for me. There's it kind of straddles two of your categories. There's the you know, there's instrumental aspects to it as a tone setter. But there's also some exposition in it and it's an older uh, TV show that I would I watched this TV show quite a bit. But I was never like a rabid fan, like many people become. But the song itself is just very cool and kind of epic, campy as well. You might know it from what I'm saying, but this is Star Trek, the original Star Trek theme. And uh, I, I, I had the guy's name who wrote it. Uh, Gene Roddenberry is, is Alan listed. Alan Silvestri. Yeah, I guess. But uh, Roddenberry is listed as like a co-writer, but it's really uh, kind of messed up that he um, wrote lyrics to this song, even though they weren't used, so that he could get he could be listed as a co-writer and get royalties from the song. Good move. Mm. Which the writer of the song the was old, pissed off about. The was Mike like, Love approach. I don't think that's very ethical, but Roddenberry is like, well, you know, wrote some lyrics. I got some, I got <laughs> There's some real bread and it. butter in that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, original, make sure you find the original. <laughs> wrote some lyrics that are never used. <laughs> right, right. So, Robert, Robert Altman's son was given credit for the lyrics on suicide is painless the movie version had lyrics yeah the tv version was instrumental but i saw an interview with altman he said his son banked over a million bucks off of royalties from that from the tv show just from the song yeah, yeah. Over, because I it, because it. it went to syndication so oh, Rod- roddenberry must have made so much just from this too his son was 14 by the way when he wrote the lyrics to that song when he wrote Suicide Which is kind of a cool he got lyrical song, yeah. Wow. Anyway, sorry. So Star, yeah, Star Trek. Trek, the original theme, and you'll hear the exposition read by you-know-who first. Are these the lyrics that Roddenberry wrote? Not this part. Well, he probably wrote this. Yeah. A final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Shots of the uh, the USS Enterprise going. <laughs> yes, I love the weird operatic stuff, like and mixed with the the spaceship and the craft. It's like such a cool sci-fi epic fantasy. This is a feel. good Jordan pick. I can yeah. I can see why that one would appeal to your sensibilities. Oh yeah, yeah. I, there I, are I have this it. one in contention. This one's solid. And but listening to it, I realizing I'm more used to the the movie versions. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I'm of course familiar with this one, but. I, I don't remember it as being so bossa nova. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> it's very, very campy, very kind of, yeah, groovy bossa nova, but, like, it's it's interesting. It's strange. Like, yeah, afterwards it got the more, like, John Williams kind of mm-hmm. touch. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but, and there's a lot, Lost in Space, there's a bunch of, like, sci-fi series from this time with these very 
epic epic orchestral <laughs> themes you know yeah. but maybe with a drum set maybe they became pretty campy a... pretty soon but probably when they yeah. first came out it was just like whoa epic and then it's like yeah, yeah. very broad good pick fun brandon okay i got i got you i got you right here should we just start with the best one of all time let's hear it let's do it uh oh i've done too many searches i can't just hit the back button and get there Airwolf theme, Star Trek original. Oh, jeez. This is why editing these things takes so long, because it's all me messing around that I have to edit out. <laughs> when are we going to get that interned? I know. <laughs> Hillary, if you're listening, uh, if you could just we need, we need, like, send me a CV. Who's the guy that interned resume. for Kramerica? <laughs> yeah. What was his yeah, name Yeah, I can't again? remember his name. Dennis? I don't know. Kevin? What's Kramerica? Oh, you know, it was, it was Kramer, Kramer on Kramer's company. They, <laughs> and he got an intern. From, from, they, filled a balloon, they filled a balloon with oil and threw yeah, it from there. He had an intern from NYU or Columbia for a while for an episode. It, it was, was great. One, one of the best episodes ever. He just follows Kramer around with a notepad and pencil yep. taking notes of everything he does. I need that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. There's not going to be any surprises here. Obvious pick, but still, best ever. <laughs> nice. Well, Danny Elfman at Magic. It's all there. It's all there. Did you Iconic. see uh, Elfman just did a show like a month ago, and he performed this with a with an orchestra. Um, by the way, over COVID, he got freaking ripped, and he's got tattoos all over his chest and arms now, and <laughs> and like long hair now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I but saw, he, I saw pictures of him shirtless at some yeah. concert. Yeah, he performed at that concert. Did performed he? the Simpsons theme. <laughs> did he just do Coachella? That was uh, it. Yeah. May have, but I think yeah. he did one prior to that. That. Yeah. Caught everybody's what is it attention. about this one, Brandon, that so, speaks to you so much? First of all, this was, what, 1989 that this debuted? Um, so he was, he'd already been doing some some soundtracks. Of course, Batman. it was in Oingo Boingo before that, but then did all of Tim Burton's stuff. And then uh, I think he said that he, like, this was a pretty quick thing for him, but it's made him the most money since then. He's like, I'm, I'm just like <laughs> yeah, Altman's son, probably more so. It's been around he, for yeah. thirty years. He's this probably one. the the sole composer of this. Uh, yeah, it's old, but it doesn't feel dated to me. Uh, maybe overly familiar because I've heard it so many times, but still, there's nothing embarrassing about it. Opposed to most <laughs> '80s or '90s. <laughs> what are you TV talking about? Themes. I take exception with this. <laughs> um, and it's got a ton of variety in there. I love all the all the instruments that that he uses but it's easily condensed like you notice you're you're watching the reruns it doesn't have like a set length that the the intro is sometimes sometimes they cut to right to where homer's pulling in the driveway that's the beginning um sometimes it's the full length 
Also, you've got the sax solo that I think changes every time. Kind of like that one sounded different. That yeah. one, I was like, oh, I don't remember this one. Yeah, I think it's usually got, it's got similar. Some... Usually it's the same. Often it's the same one, but I've that one was different for sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if every single one is different, but it could be. I mean, they they have a, a lot mm-hmm. of. They got the couch gag, and they got the Bart on the chalkboard. Mm-hmm. That's that's different. So why not change up the sax solo too? Uh, yeah. There you go. Very nice. It's an iconic. Sets the mood. Iconic song. Tells the story. No, it doesn't tell the story, but. No, it's a mood this, setter. Yeah. It's, yeah. Inst- it's a tone, a tone setter. setter. Instrumental tone setter. Number two. Yeah. Yep. Category number two. Great pick. Steve. I got to go with another category number two Mission Impossible. Mm. It's on my short list. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Five, five, four time signature or in five. What's the guy's name? Lalo Lalo Schifrin. Schifrin. I'm guessing there's going to be a bunch of these that come up. Yeah, and I haven't researched ten hours. Ten hour version. Except, (laughs) oh yeah, you got to get the original TV show version. Hoping to be out of here by four, so maybe not the ten hour version. Impossible theme song original. Let's see if it's accurate. Yep, sounds original. like a little fuse burning they keep coming back yeah. to right it's yeah. going across and then showing pictures of the guys yeah this is so great there there were a few songs theme songs that as a kid i wanted recordings of and so i'd try and put my my little reel-to-reel tape tape recorder microphone up to the tv this is yeah. one of them yeah yeah, Laura and I were talking about that, the, the shows that we would do that to. And just like with the Star Trek one, this one is carried on into the movies. Revised, probably with each movie, but still keeping the same vibe. Right. Yep, such a kind of great. a hip, hip great choice. vibe. That one Very shows up choice. a lot, and that one is... Some of those that have been around for a while have the, the luxury of like seeing their influence repeated. And so, you know, obviously with a massive movie franchise that uh, carried on the, the legacy of the TV show, that theme has been reworked and reworked and reworked. But it like at its core, it's it's such a perfect, like, I think, tone setter for what you're going to get in the show, what you're going to get in the movie. That's a good point too. Like I, rem- so I remember watching this, and I remember my mom as a kid. My mom saying, like, telling all of us, "You guys, you've got to see this show." And then she was basically like, "Really, you've got to hear this song." <laughs> like that's what it was about to her. Like you got to hear the song. It's so great. You know, I watched. You know, and she was telling us how much she loved it when she was younger. And, or I don't, I don't know when the origin was. I guess they did a reboot in the '80s, the TV show. But she had watched it, I think, in the '60s. But then, as you're talking, Jason, I'm realizing. That, I mean, the TV show isn't amazing. I don't know if there would be this great, this huge movie franchise just based on the TV show. Yeah. It's the song is really what draws people to it. Like Brandon's saying, like, as a kid, he's like wanting to record it. Like, I remember, you know, to have your mom who doesn't even like TV and thinks it's of the devil is like telling you <laughs> as a kid, like, everyone come around and listen to this well, then, song. It, it also, like, influenced the reverse version. Like, it influenced satire as well. Like, I'm I'm assuming Get Smart was like a, a yeah. direct response to that. And even the, if you think about the intro to Get Smart with Maxwell Smart walking, like, he's like the fuse, mm-hmm. you know, in Mission Impossible. 
Impossible, it, it follows the fuse. This time it follows Maxwell Smart with their version of the theme behind it. Yeah. And it, it, it all feels very, like, o- homage and satire of... Right, the the mission, what was going on in Mission Impossible? Yeah. So it was still influencing, like even the mirror image of itself as well in culture. And and Get Smart had its whole even run being turned in, like rebooted and turned into a movie. So yeah, the, but that song I think is was just central to the whole that experience. Song and the title is what made it cool in a lot of ways. Like I don't remember the TV show, but then the movies came out and carried that. Like oh, let's make a franchise that. I I liked the the eighties TV show a lot, and uh, but especially the song. And I'm I'm guessing watching this show now, it would be pretty dumb. It'd be probably, <laughs> probably pretty boring, right? But yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good pick. Um, I'm gonna mix mine up just a little bit because I feel like we need to we need to get something that at least straddles into to heartfelt life lessons um we need some lyrics in here so this one is a classic um this one i think straddles heartfelt life lessons and kind of the background slash movie poster element uh we're gonna go cheers theme song Mm. um this one's an interesting one i had never really listened so there's a full length version that i don't want you to play that one play the one over the theme the full length word version uh actually has maybe a, a slightly transphobic line in it. Um, I didn't realize there were more verses than what you heard on the <laughs> TV one. But uh, the like, as far as influence, I mean, the influence of the sitcom is massive. This is the first TV, like live TV show or, or TV show that was occurring live that I remember having a relationship with. I think I've declared on here my uh, me being raised by TV. And this one was was right there when I was just like glued to a, a glowing screen that uh, that that made me feel so good and helped me understand about life. And uh, I learned about Sam and Diane and Woody and Coach. And I thought Norm and Cliff were hilarious. And this intro at the time, as a young person, I didn't understand like how kind of heartfelt the intro was. Uh, but then as I got older and like I listened to it now, I have this really weird emotional response to it and i and i understand at a much deeper level like it was surface fun at the time but now going back to it it uh it it really tapped into i think this this quest for connection this this uh through isolation that that people might feel as what they were looking for you want to go where everybody knows your name so play it man Making your way in the world today Takes everything you've got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go Where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came Perfect. That is the perfect theme song. So good. That is 
heartfelt life lesson. It's and, and it tells yeah. you everything you need to know about the bar. We don't need any backstory now. We don't need Sam's backstory. We can just jump right in. Yeah. Makes me want to hang out in a bar. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, I want that. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a perfect it's like Do we ever see Norm Norm's family? Um, I'm trying to think of his wife ever showed up. <laughs> Do you know it's weird as as we're listening to that and like I'm kinda like I'm, uh, I was. I never, mean, yes, we do. The bar was his family. I yeah. was. I was too, I was too <laughs> that's young that's for cheers. <laughs> I never really got into it, but I would always hear it. But like, oh, there's that song. But listening to it now, it's like I'm listening in a different way, kind of, you know. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this is the uh, strangely perfect mix of pop music, propaganda, like com- a commercial, and like a religious sermon. And like in a an uplifting psychological, and so like. I would imagine if you're a thirty something, forty something in the early eighties, that's maybe feeling slightly disenfranchised about life or about corporate America, like that idea where yeah. you could just be with people that everybody like that would be so appealing, and it makes sense why it was such a. a a behemoth of yeah. a of a sitcom. Well, and to go meta with it, think of all the millions of people sitting around their glowing TVs at the at their own bar, you know, with millions of other people, but not, but but kind of, and sitting there escaping from their worries, you know, as their as their. Well, and then cultural impact, obviously, Mo and Mo's Tavern, and even Norm, like like Barney is the Simpsons version of Norm, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so it still carries on for 30 years into the now the official longest running sitcom. They show the, the darker side of it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the more comedic side. Darker and more comedic. Yeah. Yeah. And anytime yeah. I've walked by ABGs or City Lights, yeah. I haven't got the <laughs> Cheers vibe. I'm not like, oh, I'm going to feel so much better about That's life. That's why you've never walked in. <laughs> but the, the song itself, and even the intro, like... I guess there's a few shots of like people holding glasses. It's all like historical Those photos. Those old fashioned. They're it's so cool. And the song could like they could have used that for any kind of sitcom. Yeah. Like it, it's nothing right. specifically about a bar or yeah. any of the characters. We've talked about having nostalgia for these songs because we connected when we were younger and yet some of the songs are actually designed to bring nostalgia in the present. Like yeah. this one, you know, kind of a sense of like, oh, you know, yeah, that feeling when you when you in and old timey photos and stuff. Cool, great pick. That was that was number one on one of the lists I read. I only read one list in preparation. Like fifty best and Cheers was rated as number one. So I'm up. And You're I read up. that that composer also did the Punky Brewster theme. Oh my gosh, that's one of my my favorites. Honestly, two for two, back, that back to back. Who, we could go back to back. <laughs> right here. I love it. Well, uh, I'm not going to pick that one, but if you want to go back to back just because and you can but. <laughs> now i've got a i've got a different one what are you doing are you picking are you playing brent okay i was gonna say brandon's about to play punky rooster uh which is a great song um he's about to play warm leatherette no, i'm you know i'm gonna go you know uh jason prepped this us with this one a little bit um in the intro but this was a song i was so excited about kind of like mission impossible but different like it was it wasn't one that was kind of introduced to me. It was one, you know, just from watching the TV and just the horns and the, the melody and the theme. And then there was like the exposition intro, but it's the A team theme. I remember hearing it. And just as a kid, I was the right age and I just was so excited. And I listened to it yesterday and I was like, I'm picking it for sure. Even if it objectively shouldn't be in the hall of fame, 
I'm I'm picking it for this. This so portion. this one's awesome. I think this one straddles backstory because you get the narration and then you get and instrumental tone. tone setter. Yeah, yeah. But it, this one hit perfectly for me. The... In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. Interesting, interesting because the sound effects are more prominent than the music. So many guns fired in this sitcom and nobody ever hit, I don't think. <laughs> Got an electric this guitar. Is one that I was not allowed to watch as a kid. Oh, man. I'm so bad. sorry. That. It was amazing. It was. Transforming yeah. a van this into a so tank. I did, I, time. I did wonder if we were the A team. I, I thought I've thought about this. By the way, if to let the music be the master <laughs> squad is the A team. I think Brandon's obviously Hannibal. Love it when a plan comes together. You're over there running the board, smoking a cigar. This is what we did. We used to play A team. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan is face. No, I was Murdoch. Jordan is definitely face. Handsome fellow. Um, this makes Steve B.A. Baracus. Okay, Steve, so you're going to be the wow. muscle. This is B.A. Baracus, Brandon Arnold. I even call yeah. him And then I, I get oh, to yeah. be Helen Mad Murdoch. No, I'm Murdoch. I was always uh. Murdoch. This is the same argument I'd have with Guy Campbell and Sean Blazer in 1986 or 7. I'll be face. I'll be face. I'd be like, I'm Murdoch. No, I'm no. Murdoch. No, you're face. Yeah. No. And the, or this the crazy is the same, guy. the same conversation I had it's with my friends when they would have this conversation and I didn't know what and they were like, referring to. I don't know what you're talking about. What, who's Who are these guys? Oh, that's sad, Brandon. We need to go back in time and steal Brand- young Brandon and show him all okay these. sure I'll be that guy with the cigar that you mentioned whoever yeah he's pretty awesome be, uh, Hannibal's incredible amazing. he's yeah. the ma- he's the mastermind yeah, he's his catchphrase cool. is I love it when a plan comes together so yeah. I'll, like whenever that every you, yep, you just look around you see the the pot episode and you smile you take a puff off your cigar you're wearing a glove you always have a leather glove a warm leatherette <laughs> yeah. take it out of your mouth and you go I love it when a plan <laughs> comes Simpson together yeah, it's beautiful <laughs> No, Hannibal was way cool, but Murdoch was like the comedic relief, and no, he was the the he, best. He was the like uh, throwing a wrench in everything. He was it, the chaotic. It's a it's a great choice, <laughs> Brandon. How are you going to top that, bud? Yeah, jeez, oh, not going to happen. <laughs> I want all Brandon's picks to be animated shows because he specifically talked about the the pain of the the cartoons being no, displaced by yeah, the yeah. the live action shows. The Ducktales so theme uh, was a was <laughs> a, a banger. I like that one. I, yeah, but there's some great ones. We are the back littles, there. Yeah, yeah. Like all all growing up, I think like I just was not interested in live action shows. Mm-hmm. And, like until I was maybe junior high. Uh, I'd watched Saturday Night Live for, for a long time. And then in Living Color, um, I don't know when I, I... I think I eventually liked Growing Pains. But generally, like, up until I was 12 or so, once the cartoons were done... You were out. Yeah. So stupid... Yeah, and Stupid you didn't. Live you also didn't have older, older siblings. You didn't have older. How siblings. are you going to learn life lessons from Mike Seaver, or Alex P. Keaton? Come on, so, these were like you hear that, 
important people teaching me how to be a man all, in this life. All of us, the three of us. Wasn't interesting. I wanted to, I learned those same lessons from DuckTales and Rescue Rangers. So, Brandon's the only one out of the four of us that doesn't have older siblings. And I uh, wonder if that has to do with it. Because I would watch. I, I wasn't as interested. I'm, you know, the, I'm the oldest. You're the oldest? Yeah. I thought I'm you had oldest. older siblings. Uh, mine, okay. mine were gone. My There's a six-year gap between me and the one just older than me. Uh, okay. So, I, so I was, my theory smashed. That's all right. Yeah. It's not that. It's not that. <laughs> Take it back. But I don't know. Yeah. Brand, maybe Brandon had the strictest a, watching I slower rules. to maturity. I loved it. I loved uh, it. You might have had the strictest stuff. watching rules in your house. I don't know. Well, they wouldn't. They weren't. No. Not with like... Family, no, my mom never told me to turn off Family Ties. Yeah, I just didn't want to watch it. But you weren't allowed to watch the A Team. Not. I mean, I was probably what six when when that was going on. I think it's like A Teams for children. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could have when I was a teen, but <laughs> well, it was at the time that I was interested. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, married with children. That was that was off limits. Uh, too. That was off limits in my house. That was a great attention grabber when that song would come on. Yep. It was just, you know, it was so countering what, what it was showing, and it was very effective. Is it the way. love and marriage? Yeah, is that love yeah. And, okay. And the, okay. And the fountain at the beginning. Yep. That's yeah, Chicago, never, that fountain mm-hmm. in Chicago. Yeah, okay, I'll go on with category number three this time. And you did mention it in your intro while you were pulling a Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it was my version of a montage. Montage is like Jordan yeah. of all Jordans. Montage is very acceptable. I like when I pull the Jordan. It's like I'm just going to mention two names here. You guys are blowing. Uh, yeah. Let's go with <laughs> a, a a song repurposed. At least for season one, they had someone re-record it and then use the original for season two. Tom Waits doing Way Down in the Hole for the Wire theme song. I'm pumped you picked this. When you walk through the garden, you gotta watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon. Walk the straight and narrow track If you walk with Jesus He's gonna save your soul You gotta keep the devil Way down in the hole He's got the fire and the fury At his command Where you don't have to Jordan was talking about you didn't mention what it was and maybe we'll get to it but you mentioned a, a theme that you don't skip when you have the opportunity this was how this was for me like watching The Wire I had the opportunity to skip it by that time because I was streaming it uh, but I, uh, I just dug the song so much so this is uh, this is my favorite TV show of all time, and they did something really cool that not a lot. So they, there's five seasons, five total seasons. They had a different version for each season. Yeah. So so like the first one was the Blind Boys of Alabama. Second one was Tom Waits. Third was the Neville Brothers. I don't remember fourth or fifth, but it's it's cool because so it the, makes it the Blind Boys of Alabama version was that done for the show? Yeah. Okay. I, I well I, actually I don't know. They may have already recorded a cover. I'm not. I can't. Oh, yeah. Say for sure on that, but it makes it cool because 
it makes but where it's only five seasons you can you, you like my brain immediately goes to the right season like if i hear that if i hear the version you played i know we're at the docks so this is the same song in each five seasons yeah so wow. each each season is a different version of way down in the hole so yeah so i hear that one i know we're at the docks i hear the blind boys i know we're in baltimore in the projects i hear the neville brothers i know we are back on the streets um in season three, it's it's a really cool, really effective thing that that makes it. I, I think a no skip, definitely yeah. a no skip. Nice. Yeah, and I I can't think of another show that does that. Like how redoes the, the not theme song that each consistently. Season. I so I was thinking about that. A different world. You remember this Cosby spinoff with Lisa Bonet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one had a couple versions that kind of advanced as her character developed. But it wasn't. They would they would use the same one for a few seasons. The Cosby Show would just do a whole different song. But even then, it was right? still like a group of seasons together, and then a group of seasons together. I thought each season they did a new intro with a new song. I think they, rec- they changed like, do the a new dance, the visual, yeah, everything. the dance. But it was the same. Was it the song. same song? Yeah. Okay. I remember the dance and the the kind of what they were yeah. wearing was different. Each but year. yeah, the wires. That's the only one I'm aware of that has, and it makes it easier to do that. Obviously, when you only have five seasons, but. And the song itself is just so great. It's a great song, it's and a it's a song. it's a perfect song for thematically. Yes, thematically the for the for the wire. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Stevo. I wonder if any other covers will, or or not, or covers or originals will come up. I've got a couple in mind, but I don't think I'm going to pick them. <laughs> I'll I'll save it for the bonus round or whatever. Songs missed. Um. I gotta go with one that I don't know has been represented yet, or maybe it's underrepresented. Here's a song that I th- I think this is it's kind of a blend of of backstory and uh, so it's got it's a song with lyrics from an '80s show. But the what what are your categories? The very first category was kind of like backstory or background. Yeah, telling telling the story. Uh-huh, then but, then, had, but then the, then the fun loving. Um, so that would be like tone setter, instrumental tone setter, yeah. or heartfelt lesson. Heartfelt lesson. It's it's kind of a cross between those two because the lyrics are close to telling the story, but still a little poetic. What I'm thinking of, my friends, is the song. Believe it or not, to the greatest, the greatest American, American hero, hero. <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> which love got a second by Joey Scarberry, a second no life idea. from George Costanza. You know, this is yeah. a song that I, whenever I'd hear this, I wanted to watch the show so much, like it totally grabbed me, and then I'd watch the show and get so bored. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was kind of young, you know, and and yeah, but the song was was yeah. amazing. So it's like pull me in. It's like. The lyrics, basically what, the setup for the show is like there's a super a superhero suit that comes from outer space that this guy <laughs> finds by accident or whatever. That So when he puts it on, you know, he's bulletproof and he can fly and he's super strong. And and so you'll hear in the lyrics that it kind of, you know, it hints at all this stuff and, and him walking on air, etc. But it's not quite the Gilligan's Island, you know, level of detail with the story. Anyway, go for it. it was Jordan's dilemma with this? Is it because... I I don't remember actually. I I think I had a similar situation because I don't remember anything about the show itself. Yeah. I wonder though, is it 
did he not do enough with the suit in the actual show? I just remember. Seems like that would be expensive. I think I was right? just young enough that like <laughs> for, theme for those songs, days, like we got a we oh, got the, the special like, effects were amazing. Two minutes max of him yeah. like doing effects with the suit, and the rest has got to be just chit chat. <laughs> right. just or him yeah. like falling out of the air. You know, you show him when he hits the ground and right, stumbles right, right. and flops around, <laughs> like and, rolls, I think in, that was rolls into boxes. I think <laughs> I actually wanted him to be yeah. like like a good superhero. No, and that's so, the, that yeah. was the the shtick. He I was know. really bad at it. He was I know. clumsy. I was like disappointed. Like uh, I wanted, I actually wanted to hear. You just didn't have maturity. You didn't I'll have back, maturity. Go for back the show, to watching guys. the Incredible Hulk. I did, or the A Team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, lay it on us. Yes. It's got that yacht rock vibe that I love. Oh man, I know. Right up your alley, Chris. Didn't Milhouse's dad sing this on The Simpsons for karaoke? <laughs> I'm almost certain he did. <laughs> I gotta look this up. Yep, See, hit me from out of the blue. So that's like you know the suit that came from yep. another one that's way but too it's long. Not, it's a little poetic. This yeah. goes on oh, yeah. for a minute and a half. Well, they got a lot of clips to show for the montage. Yeah. The, a lot of him, yeah, flying into boxes. <laughs> no, no house's dad was singing. Can I borrow a feeling? I think that was original, but it, it felt like that. <laughs> it also, it's yeah. also made it cheaper. If your theme takes up a minute and a half, that's only like twenty minutes that you <laughs> right. got to take up of a show. Yep. <laughs> Yep. So good. Anyway, <laughs> so good. 1981. Oh boy, of a time for sure. Good choice. Um. Oh, I got you. I got you. Here we go. Oh, Brendan. Well, at knows, least Brendan already had your pick. At least up. this time he gave me a heads up. Yeah. He, was, he was picking yeah. for this me. Is rare. I uh, I knew it, it was going to come up eventually. <laughs> so let's just cut to the chase. Yes, Mr. Belvedere. Oh, this is the remix. This is the Brandon remix. It's called Brock Tune. <laughs> I was so excited to hear the actual Mr. Belvedere song. <laughs> Yeah, Bob, Bob Uecker. Bob Uecker's spinning in his grave right now. I honestly love that Mr. Belvedere theme song. Yeah, you have Wesley. You had Bob Uecker. Yeah, it's a great, great one. You had a, a grown man butler. The whole premise is so weird. Like, why did they have a butler? <laughs> he was, was going to share some, <laughs> some life lessons with him. That's right. That's true. Adam you got to uh, uh, bring in. He, a, he, he loves this one. I know. He's, he's good at it. He does a great. He does a great rendition. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, Including the mouth trombone. <laughs> let's go with. I feel bad. Like I want to bring something new in, but I just I can't get past my own. Uh, they'll have their moment. Yeah. Uh, let's go with. So this one we're gonna go very eighties instrumental tone setter, and I'm gonna I'm gonna 
pull pull my second Jordan of the I day. I got you on this one too. I know what you're going with. <laughs> Hit me with it. No, I'll let you. I'll let you choose. <laughs> so there's two that I think are like very connected thematically and tonally. Like they're, I, I'm just picking the one I like better out of the two. And I think the two that are just very connected are the Barney Miller theme song and the Night Court theme song. I, I think Steve mentioned it. And uh, the I'm the bass picking, lines. Yeah, it's the bass. It's that very prominent bass. Which like if you have a bass and a, a really prominent bass line and a saxophone it's probably going to be a cop show um like a like an inner city cop show uh this one has just a i'm picking the night court one because it's it's got such a great in high school such a great baseline it's so good (laughs) they're all like do you know barney miller oh yeah yeah all you need you could have a whole night court song you could have a whole jam session on it and uh, and i want it in my hall of fame nice and these and i know like they're in the studio and they got told about the show and i guarantee the guy was like go kind of hard but don't go too hard and then they looked at each other and they're like oh we're we're going hard (laughs) and that guy this dude this is what going hard sounds like just just slaps his bass Oh, and yeah. the soprano sax comes in. And the sax is <laughs> like, so hard too. <laughs> they're pointing at each other in the room. <laughs> I love that. The little claves are. Yeah. <laughs> Just two. It's perfect. Tight. Perfect over it a montage. Tight. That is tight. Oh, yeah. Oh. This is the outro now. Oh yeah, they go slow, real hard on the outro. Down just a little bit. Yep, it's later in the night, <laughs> and there's like an electronic effect on the. It's on like the that's the one you unwind to. Like you, you had your conflict, you got in a fix, you probably got out. Bull, that one was a, yeah, it was Bull a little saved you. Yeah, one. Bull saved you again, and now you're just you're throwing back a pop for the evening, just unwinding, <laughs> and uh, that's that's like this is another one that I was always disappointed when it came on, but. <laughs> I w- this wouldn't have come on at five. <laughs> when when was this no. coming on? That seven. This would have been prime time, probably. Yeah, seven seven thirty. No, it was in syndication by the time it was coming. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was on at night. It was. I think it was, it was on like the after Saturday. Yeah, night it, it, Fox had their run Nick of at night or after David Letterman <laughs> syndicated shows that they Maybe. would run at night. Maybe it was before David Letterman. Maybe I was waiting for that. Yeah, could be. No, I don't know. Just yeah, just after or just before the evening news, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was so mad when the news was over. (laughs) (laughs) Every kid hates that. I know. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. This is is it. Jordan, last last round. round. Don't mess this up. Oh, my gosh. we're only doing three each. Yes, yeah, that's that, right. That adds up to twelve. And then a kind of like you know wild card. I thought we were for some reason in my mind was. Uh, I, I sent out a proposal, an alternate proposal that nobody responded to. So I, stuck I thought with the, the proposal first. was five each, and then we're gonna, and then we were gonna <laughs> that was, argue. That was the about alternate. Was the that was the alternate proposal that nobody oh, responded to. I was all in on that. Well, you should have responded to the text thread. Oh, it's too late. Shit. It's too late. It's your last okay. pick, Jordan. My Face last it. pick. Okay, then I'll go. This is the one that I referenced at the beginning, where this is a, a recent show at least in my adulthood, like last, I think, 10 years, maybe last five years, that I would not skip the intro on. It's one of, I think, the best shows of recent history. And so I'm picking it for a few reasons. One, because I didn't skip it, but one, because two, because it, the theme to me is just is top-notch in terms of themes and setting a mood, and the show was just an amazing show. Uh, so it's True Detective, season one. Uh, the song is by the Handsome Family. 
and it's a husband and wife kind of um, band duo, and they do. How would you describe their music? It's kind of Americana, kind of a little bit dark, kind of T-Bone Burnett. I think might have actually did he write this song? Yeah, True Detective. Dusty Mesa, her looming shadow grows, hidden in the branches of the poison creoso. She twines her spines up slowly towards the boiling sun, and when I touched her skin, my Fits along the same lines as the, the one with the wire for me. Mm-hmm. On this one, you get a look at strippers while you're watching. I can't walk in. just explain why Jordan doesn't skip it. That's no <laughs> reason. It was. It wow. wasn't. Surprise, surprise. It wasn't um, an audible reason that Jordan was uh, was not skipping. Note to self: Watch True Detective. Okay. Um, have you not seen True Detective? I haven't. I heard great things about yeah. it, and I just honestly listened to that theme for the first time this morning. And um, what I wondered is, do um, I actually did wonder to myself, like, is this? Do they use that full song just for the for the opening? For the opening, yeah. And or or do they just excerpt written. it? Because I can imagine it has a very specific mood, and I could imagine like the instrumental track or right. sections coming up as background to things in the actual show or even the opening. But I wasn't. I, I had it's, that question. Do they just play the song for the opening? Yeah, because the cool. song is in the opening. Yeah. And okay, I, and I don't know how if they do like if it's how long it is, but I know it's very kind of. Interesting visuals and stuff. I don't remember strippers, uh, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe they exist. I won't describe know. it in detail for you. Yeah, good. You can look that up. Jordan watches it for the articles. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I watch it for that. Do you know what's great? These guys are very. I heard them on uh, Terry Gross, like this this band. We all did. Maybe three or four years ago. Uh, very interesting interview. The this guy he had had a mental breakdown and ended up in a hospital um, for a while and it was a big change. They talked a lot about like it was about them and their new fame. They got more famous because of this TV show. The song had been written. They were already did, a band. Did they record it specifically for the no, show? The, this song was on one of their albums, and so it was pre- it predated the show. So it just uh, fit well with it. Um, Anyway, compelling. I haven't really gone to listen to more of their music since then. I've kind of forgot about it. But when I thought about themes, I was like, okay, that's, you know, I was tr- I was so stuck in the nostalgia thing, which I could do a whole episode of just nostalgia picks. I could do so many and love them. Um, but this is when I'm actually thinking of what do I actually love recently about themes? This is the one that came up the most. There it is. My last pick. I thought I had two more, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> You've had, uh, you've had all sorts of awful surprises I in know, the last week, just, Jordan. Uh, I need to read my text more carefully. You thought you had one more episode of Severance? I thought I had one more for a whole day. You thought you had two more picks? I'm sorry, man. Yeah, it's just it's one of those weeks, I guess. Well, 
All right, Brandon. Okay. B.A. Baracus, as you're otherwise known as. All right. Uh, I'm going to... What's the term for it? A left curve? Uh, outfield? I'm going to go with the outfield <laughs> ball curve. for this. Curveball. An outfield curve left ball. curve. Curveball. Curve ball. Ball. I'm going to go for a left curve. Coming from out of left field, a curveball. <laughs> yeah, here uh, we go. Here we go. This is one that... Uh, Speaking of not being connected to the show, uh, I don't know that I've ever really watched this show. Uh, I became aware of the theme song because we sang it in choir a couple of years ago. And I'd, I'd never Church seen the show. Church choir? Church choir, yeah. Um, I'd never seen the show. It's uh, Apparently it's some British comedy. I think Janelle knows about it. We'll have to, we'll have to ask Janelle. She could be our intern on this one. <laughs> Tell us all about the Vicar of Dibley. Oh! You know this? I do know the Vicar of Dibley, yeah. It's it's funny. But, uh, yeah, so the first I knew of it was singing it in, in choir, and I really liked the song. So here's here's what it sounds like. And the show's called The Vicar of Dibley? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It's, uh, they've repurposed the lyrics from Psalm, whichever, whatever number that is, Valley of the Shadow of Death. Shows like, or if it's any good, but I like that song. I <laughs> think it would, it, it would be nice to have a re-recording of it. The, just this recording, it's make, probably is an old show. I don't know. It's is it like a you know? It's like vi- an early zeros, I think. Is, show. It, is it like a vicar that gets people out of fixes? No, it's, maybe, it's a comedy. It's it's a it's a female mysteries, like it's like a female Father like Brown. Church of England Ang- Anglican vicar in a small town, and she's. It, and it seems like it's kind of like liberal. I mean, like she has relationships with people, and she's kind of a, a colorful person, but she really cares about her congregation. What's the name it's of it again? The Vicar of Dibley. It's like Northern Exposure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I'm yeah, all on sure. board if it's like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It was funny. Like I'm trying to think of the the, the main. I don't remember any of the actors' names, and the main character. Is the vicar obviously and like her, her friend and this other woman in the community is one of the actresses in in like Notting Hill, the movie with Hugh Grant. But she's kind of like one of the just you know sisters of somebody or Hugh Grant's sister or I don't know who she is. 
anyway, blah blah cool. blah. I did no research for this Vicar beforehand. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it was written for the show or if it by, was by the way pre-recorded. Doing no research before your picks is what's uh, known as pulling a Brandon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that my research that was text. all done in the car on the way back from. Do you know if that Dog song Obedience was school. written for that TV show or? You know, like well, David, maybe he I think had was, a kind of. I think it was written in the reve- Bible. Revelate, yeah. I'm saying, like he had a kind of revelation for a possible <laughs> future I'm comedy, sure <laughs> British comedy. I think so. That you know, I'm just it seems it seems likely. speculating here. <laughs> no, I, I think it seems likely. It's probably true. Um, is it my turn? Yep. Or did I cut you off, Brandon? Did you want to say anything more it. about that? Go for it. Okay. Um, I'm not going to warm leather at myself. <laughs> I can cue it up on my phone and try to aim it towards the mic here to get you to stop. Uh, we'll see. Um, what, a, what a euphemism. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to think about it too much. And as far as doing it to yourself, it's, yeah. Admire you, Brandon. Remaining master, you know, of, remaining master of your domain. <laughs> yeah. Please elaborate. I'm like, it's been a lot less talk about, you know, warm weather and yourself in more recent years, but, you know, it used to be a real problem. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to choose Better Call Saul, probably one of my favorite TV shows of recent times. Now, here's the thing. The the composer of the song is is this guy somebody who is he little little Dookie no not little Dookie what's his name little Barry but what you're Brandon be be careful be careful before you start playing something there's going to be some that say you know full original song no no we do not want that <laughs> uh, what what I what I think. The the first version I'm seeing coming up was posted by somebody named Haz, H-A-Z, and it says Better Call Saul intro, and it's only about 14 seconds. That's it? Short and sweet. Yeah, but and did you hear how it cut off mm-hmm. like that? That's what it does. I think that's really that is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think that's really interesting, and I've never, I haven't read. So the first few times you watch the show, you think, "Wait, what happened?" Well, every time you hear it, it's cut so well, though you it, don't. You just then it's like right to a scene, just like a split second of the resolution of the chord, but then it it just feels like it stopped short. I think it's very evocative. I don't know. It just makes me think, wow, what's that saying? Is that like, you know, people dying before, you know, uh, unexpectedly? (laughs) (laughs) That's the way it happens in the the show, you know? And so it feels like, well, they cut that off too soon, you know? But it's that's the way, yeah, the first couple times you see it, you're like, oh, that was weird, but I mean, I'm totally used to it now, but I, I it's a, I, I, I love the groove and the feel of it. It's that, it's that instrumental tone setter, but then it's that extra added element of the way it, they cut it off short. Yeah. 
is very effective, and I don't know. I had forgotten about. Or I don't of, know if I ever. It's poetic. It. it doesn't. Think of how much less money they'd have had to spend on each episode if they would have had a minute and a half long intro instead of, <laughs> of measly fourteen seconds. That's why it's a great show. They're committed to all their those, content. All, all those penny penny pinchers in the office are like, come on, let's <laughs> stretch this intro out a little. It does look like some some really uh, uh, helpful person on YouTube has spliced together that thing over and over into 10 hours worth. Oh, that's good. So, so that's, that's good. been that's really helpful. <laughs> but I, I don't think we need to play that. Are they going to take the Hobbits to Isengard during that, too? For <laughs> <laughs> some reason, that's the one that always comes to mind when I think of 10-hour version. <laughs> 10 hour version. <laughs> the Hobbits to Isengard. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, there you have nice. it. There you have it. But, man, so many that got left by the wayside. Yeah. Yep. And here you go, Jason. you oh, got to bring man. it home. Clean up. Let's wrap it up. Clean up. Which category is underrepresented? There's still so many. Yeah. Maybe so maybe many a story. We Did we even get. get any story songs? Mine was a little you know bit what? in between. Let's do... I, I snuck the Mr. Belvedere one in there. Let's do a little bit of a story, a little bit. Arrival. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull my my. No, I'm not gonna pull my third Jordan of the day. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'll just say what uh, I'm gonna say. There's there's probably some that belong that have a, a more. If actually, you know what? If I could go back in time, I probably should have picked this one instead of Night Court, and then save space for the third one. I think I messed up, but I'll. Uh, <laughs> I'll discuss it in near misses. Uh, go with we need something that uh, that. Well, I'll just speak on behalf of me. So TV was super important for for taking me into different worlds, helping me experience um, culture in a way that I I wasn't being exposed to in my in my uh, limited experience living in Utah County. So so TV was this was this window into like big city life or or different culture or whatever this one's a storyteller this one is a, a little bit of a backstory and i think a heartfelt life lesson we're going with the jeffersons uh the jeffersons yeah. theme song it's it's a great song it's got a really like heartfelt message and it's just the perfect setup it tells you the backstory you don't need george and wheezy's uh origin story you just jump right in with them after you hear the song this is one that uh, we played in, in the car on, on the way here as I was doing my research. Nice. Yeah. Another one that I, I've never watched this show. This was before my time. Was it on in the 80s? Uh, I, Syndicated. We yeah. were the only oh, ha- yeah, family sure. that had cable, so everything was on, like on Nick at Night mm-hmm. growing up. They weren't making new ones, though. But yeah, when, when the song no, came on, I, like, yeah, this is, this is a great song. Where we're moving on. See the famous uh, George Jefferson walk. Got both hands swinging behind his back, chest stuck out. 
This is great. I can see the whole montage in my brain. Yep. Me too, me too. Finally got a piece of the pie. What, was nice. this song it's a great song. done before the show, or was it... <clears throat> no, I think it was recorded it's for... It's, for the show. You had that, and you had all in the family that, that were like... Mm-hmm kind of complimentary different like views of, of different sides of culture at the same time like dealing with the same social and political issues and the all in family theme is actually kind that, of fun too that's a great one it, it, that yeah. one's unique because the the two characters that are in the the sitcom are singing the theme song you're seeing them sit at a piano together and it's kind of a, a background but also, just play it for us, Brandon. Kind of life lesson. Just bring yeah. it on. It is. It is Carol funny. O'Connor and what's her name? I can't remember her name. But she's she's she sings great. it in a funny voice. It's very comedic, but very like and heartfelt this is as very, well. Uh, influential to The Simpsons. Yeah. In Hollywood, boy, the way Glenn Miller played songs that made the hit parade. Guys like us. The- I'd never, I'd never seen this before. This one came on the that list too, but I wasn't watching it. It just the audio, and I'm like, ugh. I skipped that right away. <laughs> but then when you see now, it, yeah, it's now the it perfect matches, setup. Mister, we could use This is what Homer was based off of, basically. So it's kind of a cool idea. This, in contrast, starring with the, Rob Reiner. Yeah. Young Rob Reiner. Yeah, he's his name's Meathead. He's he plays Meathead in it. Yeah, um, and and Sally uh, Brothers. No, no, that was Three's Company. No, I'm. <laughs> oh, that's a great theme no. song. Three's but Company. but it's, it's kind of no, cool. Come you have All in the Family and the Jeffersons, Brothers. and I think there was maybe a crossover a, a, a episode at one point, but they it was kind of like the kind of like white America and black America dealing with similar socio-political issues at the time and kind of pushing their luck, leaning into to discussions and ideas that weren't really explored on TV. It's kind of a, an important era of, of television. I think being in comedy, being a, a, a useful tool for approaching challenging issues. The first out gay character of TV was on All in the Family, which is which is interesting. We were just reading about that last night because uh, I was talking to Joanne about this, and she was like, "My favorite theme song is All in the Family." I never watched that show, so we listened to it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember this, but barely." But yeah, it was uh, it was kind of the wake of the hippie thing, right? <laughs> Jordan, you- <laughs> don't I look comfortable? <laughs> <laughs> if only you get- here, I got to take another I know picture. How to do it. I already posted one picture. Right? <laughs> I just decided get this on social media, Steve. (laughs) Yeah, better. Yeah, those Um, some BTS shots. (laughs) Um, But anyway, let me. uh, So let me run down. Let me run down our uh, our list. We'll see if we uh, if we got it right. I already think I got one wrong. But uh, um, so we had Star Trek, The Simpsons, Mission Impossible, Cheers, A Team, The Wire, Greatest American Hero, Night Court. True Detective, Vicar of Dibley, <laughs> Better Call Saul, Sorry, and then uh, the Jeffersons. If I uh, did this right, I probably should have included Hawaii Five O in place of oh. night in place of Night Court. Well, um, yeah, it's a classic. But 
I I think I like it. I like our I like our Hall of Fame. There was no way we were going to get it perfect. Let's. Uh, do you want to go around near misses? Two rounds of let's near go, misses. Let's go a bunch of rounds if we do it quick. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Just, or, just, just, should, we just should we go infinity Maybe rounds? Some of those will be included in the uh, name that tune that's true let's go let's go two to two to three rounds of near misses these are all quick anyway jordan give us let's just start with you uh fresh prince of bella so we're gonna go no explanation just quick hit name the name the song and if uh if brandon feels inspired to play it we can listen to it or we'll just keep going fresh prince of bella okay mm-hmm. and, and of green gables theme oh wow um, from the PBS miniseries, yeah. of course. That's I, a, I don't I'm know. sure it's, I'm yeah. sure it's great. another one. I'm sure yeah, my, I'm sure my mom loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and you did. I know you did. <laughs> I'm going to say something, and I'm going to ask a question. Um, Speed round, Steve. Come on. <laughs> we just heard All in the Family, where the the actors sing the song. We've got um, we've got the spinoff from. Cheers, Frasier. Yeah, where Kelsey Grammer sings the theme song. That's right. Is there? Can you guys name any other TV theme song with it that has the actor singing it? X Files. <laughs> <laughs> the aliens are <laughs> Stranger <laughs> Things. I think Stranger <laughs> Things. The, Doesn't isn't Mulder singing that? <laughs> uh, no, David Duchovny. I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> uh, nothing comes to mind. Okay, I'm guessing okay. there's got to at least I'm be one. I'm just saying that that. that was came out to that made me think of that good one. Uh, I want you. Who's to, the boss? Doesn't Tony Danza sing that? <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. I want you to play this one just because it's this one's like from the sa- cut from the same cloth as that Airwolf one. And I just my advice. Nope. I love that one. Night Rider. Night Rider. Yeah. It, it, I, I knew that. I had Night Rider oh, and Miami oh, Vice man. connected. I could yeah. only pick one, and I think Night Rider's actually a slightly cooler song. Miami Vice is so good though. Michael Mann. New like it's this one's so much cooler now than I remember it being at the time. Oh, it's still so cool. Night Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous. Is this a trailer? Who does not exist? Is this not how it started? Says so it's the original show intro. Yeah, I think it is. Good. To champion the cause of the innocent, the helpless, the powerless. This is like the A team. You've got narration, backstory, and instrumental tone. I remember being obsessed with this uh, as a kid. You know that light now, on. Now it's coming to me. The live action shows that I would watch were all this kind. Yeah, this oh, is what yeah, A team was like. Yeah, so good. All right, Jordan, but keep it up. I remember watching this with my parents. And now that I'm looking back, were they just being very charitable to spend time with me? I think they loved the Hoff. I think they loved this, yeah. Back then, this was like edgy, cool stuff. Okay, so I'm going to tell you. Uh, so, I want to hear this "Growing Pains." I just want to hear. It. And notice, it's not Called Alan it, Thicke, right? But it sounds like Alan Thicke. Oh wait, no. It sounds wasn't the like one Alan Thicke. It wasn't the one I thought you were going to pick. I love a lot of these types: the Family Ties, That's "Growing Pains." Yeah. What do we do, baby? <laughs> But I guess uh, since George referenced the Twin Peaks theme last episode, that it's not. not I know. I was wondering if you were going to pick it. I know. Show me that smile. (laughs) (laughs) Heartfelt life lesson. (laughs) 
Doesn't it sound like Alan Thicke? Imagine him singing it. With all the yearbook photos of the actors. Yeah. As long as we have each other. Oh, electric guitar? Yes. When I grow up, I want to be married to someone like Joanna Kearns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But right now, I want to be um, Kirk Cameron. <laughs> is growing, uh, hopefully, this isn't a, inappropriate. Is Growing Pains the best TV show to ever have a character named Boner on it? <laughs> Yes, the the best TV show, huh? It's in the top, <laughs> top three. Easily top three, right? <laughs> I was going to say, I may have missed some of the shows that had characters named Boner in them. Dang it. Boners to bonus, I believe. <laughs> right? Oh, so good. Oh, man. Brandon, that is keep so it good. going. Oh, speed round still? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, Don't slow it down. Oh, Twilight Zone. There we go. Yeah, good one. Oh gosh, dang it! That's you killed what? me with the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yes. Incredible. Can we hear it? Can we hear it? We can hear it. Cue sure. it up. Original. No, that, is that the original? It sounds like a redo. Oh. So this one's got back narration, background, and you've got a instrumental tone. Yeah, that one I guess didn't have the narration, but yeah, normally. Steve, cool John Barry sounding. Maybe he even wrote it. One from the seventies. Uh, Patrick McGowan, the Prisoner, mm. limited series. You guys ever see that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, so good with guitar. Never heard of it. Give us, give us like ten seconds. The Prisoner theme song. Starting, it's kind of kind of Mission Impossible era. Yeah. Okay. That's all we get. There we go. Oh, uh, I I did another search and didn't realize it would, it would cut out what was playing. <laughs> no, that, it was Better Call Saul before yeah. Better Call Saul yeah. was. <laughs> it was a, yeah, really it's really effective. Uh, abrupt stop. Uh, Quin- Quincy Jones wrote the Sanford and Son theme, which is oh, so, so good. good. It's so a good. it's play play harmonica. a second of that. Yeah, oh, it's. Uh, I mean, if you get a if you got like the real same, harmonica, the not, same not guy, keyboard harmonica, the same guy that basically wrote Thriller is uh, wrote a theme song for. A 70s sitcom. Come on. Oh, it's good. Oh, boy. Bass harmonica and (laughs) and the... I believe this is the original version that Jason taped onto his little <laughs> tape recorder. I had a tape re- uh, I had a tape recorder next to the speaker on my And then my he played box. it through his cell phone and Brandon yeah. recorded it and that's how we that's All how right, we got last that one. round, last speed oh, round. Okay. okay. Uh Bosom Buddies, My Life by by Billy Joel. Well, uh this this is the one that introduced the world to um Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yeah. Yes. Oh, nice. Before Dragnet even, huh? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Guess he was in movies before Dragnet. Such too. a good song. Yeah. When we first moved to New York, we had a great apartment that was dirt cheap. And we found out why it was so cheap. Our friend Amy said it was a great I forgot about this part, the exposition. Cheap, Is this how it always started? Okay. We made one adjustment. <laughs> now these other ladies know us as Buffy and Hildegard. 
<laughs> oh, I get why it's called Bosom Buddies now. <laughs> it's because they're really good friends. <laughs> I am uh, crazy about the blonde. <laughs> this experience is going to make a great book. See, it's all perfectly normal. Whoa, nice, nice edit. Repurposed existing song. How did they? Yeah. How did a little show called Bosom Buddies get land the rights to this song? I have no idea, but I just remember this was. By the time I was watching this, it was a rerun, but it was this song just made me feel at home. <laughs> <laughs> you think Tom Hanks is proud of his uh, work in Bosom Buddies? I think so. I think he's proud. He's done all right. He probably. Something worked out for him. Yeah, Brandon. Uh, this is one I I was just thinking of, but I haven't listened to. No research again, <laughs> uh, so I don't. It just comes to my mind that I liked it at the time. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Mystery is made possible by a grant from Mobile Corporation. Oh. We're getting all the PBS takes from Brandon. Yeah. Brandon was watching very different channels than I was. Well, it always had that kind of J.R. Gormley or whatever. I don't know, the the animation with this that was kind of fun. This is for the the intro to Mystery on PBS. Nice. But now watching it, I think it was the animation I liked more than the music itself. Yeah, yeah. So instead, how about... Is this the best of the late night intros? Oh. Oh. Conan. Yeah, we didn't talk about. Oh, man. Classic. Johnny Carson. That's a classic one. With Andy Richter and the Max Weinberg 7. The first letter of every word in my opening remarks here fell out a shocking and potentially libelous acronym. There we go. Did did nice. Paul Schaefer write Dave Letterman's? Or I don't know. Probably. 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 I'm okay. assuming so. Um, you don't have to play these, but just a couple of uh, repurposed uh, pre-existing songs. Bob Dylan's Forever Young for Parenthood. Did you guys ever watch Parenthood? Mm, yeah. And, uh, and uh, Where You Go, I Will Follow. Mm-hmm. Carol King for... Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. Yeah. I love both those shows, too. So there you have it. There you go. Okay. Jason, well, what now? Do a quiz? Is oh, Jason going to go, do a speed uh, round? YouTube quiz? Yeah, let me or, do Oh, yeah, Jason, you got to finish speed round. speed rounder. Oh, let's go. Golden Girls. Golden Girls. <laughs> Golden Girls Golden is a good girls. one. I know. Um, I'm saying it. Just don't pick the fa- Father Dowling mystery. Whatever you do. <laughs> That theme song can rot in hell. <laughs> what about the show? Are you okay with the show? I need to hear I don't this know. Now. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, look at that. Look Father, that Father what? Father Dowling Mysteries. <laughs> Dowling <laughs> Mysteries <laughs> It's got the guy from Happy Days. And, uh, well, and I think you'll, well, I think you'll like who? this one, Which George. This one's Henry in Winkler. full stereo. Winkler, yeah. or it's probably the because you didn't known. hear Potsy. it in full stereo before. Probably. <laughs> oh yeah I remember seeing ads for it But I never watched it <laughs> <laughs> Jason, 
What's wrong with this? This is great. Jordan's irrational hatred of the Father Dowling Mysteries <laughs> is my very favorite thing that's come out of this. <laughs> it's oh, not this. even rec- I'm not even recognizing it. <laughs> I never watched it. <laughs> this theme song's dead to me. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll have you end on this one. Um, let's go with, uh, so like near misses Seinfeld, it should probably be in consideration for the hall of fame that, that was yeah. such a, uh, an important one. Um, or the, the curb that came after. Yeah. Curb, curb which is, is so a, another repurposed existing song. Um, Cur- that is curb. Yeah. Frolic. It was like in a French comedy. It was I like a no character, idea. a character's theme song. And I guess Larry David heard it and liked it. He, th- he said he liked it cause it had circus elements. And, uh, that's interesting. Wow. Uh, I, I'm going to have you end this on this one though, just cause I like it. Uh, we're going Dukes of Hazard, Waylon oh, Jennings, yeah. <laughs> uh, an original recording for this, uh, for the, the show. Uh, but he plays the narrator, the bombardier in, uh, in the TV show. So you hear his voice. He narrates, uh, into like the cliffhanger cuts. He narrates at the beginning, but you never see his face in the, in the TV show, but he wrote this song and it's such so a good, good. song. Yeah. It's such a great song. Just a good background, background story. Never mean it, no harm. And it's kind of a touching family kind of thing. Kind of. There's got to be a better recording of this one. Making uh, their way probably. the only way they know how. Yeah, that's yeah. just get, that's just a little bit more than the law will allow. There you go. There you go. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the laws. Did they blow up that outhouse by shooting arrows at yeah, it? Yeah, hell yeah. They had explosive <laughs> arrows. <laughs> yep. Di- a dynamite. Stick a dynamite, uh, you know. Don't mess strap. with Bo and Luke. Strap. Whoa. That girl in the bikini hitchhiking? Catherine Buck? Oh, yes. Daisy, Daisy Duke. Dukes. Daisy Duke. Daisy Dukes. That's why a lot of Spawned people watch that whole, show. Uh, <laughs> not That's Jordan. just a little bit more than the law would allow. Uh, there was a... I think one lousy season where uh, Tom Wopat and John Schneider were in contract disputes, and so the the sitcom did this awesome thing. So they wouldn't return to work, Bo and Luke, because they were under in contract disputes. So that they decided they were going to play hardball, and the network moved forward, and they brought in Bo and Luke's cousins, Coy and Vance. <laughs> and there's one like one partial season of the Dukes of Hazard where, where Bo and Luke aren't in guys. it. They, they acknowledge them as their cousins, so Coy and Vance are in there as their cousins, and they uh, they fill the role. It's like a blonde and brunette dude. They look like like, like Xerox copies of Bo and Luke, too. <laughs> the producer's like, trust me, you guys, it's not because you're acting that people watch this. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be just fine. We, you're yeah. very replaceable. So uh, people turned out to not like Coy and Vance as much as they like Bo and Luke, and they worked out their contract dispute and, and, uh, and came back. Yeah, <laughs> that pick with those two, with the two guys at the center of the show, reminded me of another theme that's great. You don't need to play it, of course, but Chips. Great, oh yeah, great theme. Ponch and John. Ponch and By John. the way, Chris Pine's dad was the captain in Chips, the really? kind of balding guy. Yeah. I can't imagine him right now, but that's interesting. Yeah. All right, let's try this. Best TV theme show song quiz. 
There's did, there's three of them. Easy, medium, hard. Should we just did, cut to the does chase? Does it have and do answers medium? or it, because one of these that I looked at didn't have answers? I you guess just said I don't yes. know. It. Uh, this is a three part quiz where the quizzes get roughly harder as you progress. Thirty two questions. Good luck. <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, Let's go. It it must have them. Yeah, it's got All the right. answers. Here Let's we go. go. Do we raise our hand? Um. Are we just going to go take turns or what? Just no, just say whoever it. says it gets you know the point. Shout it out. Yeah. And keep track of your own points. Okay, Brandon, be that. careful. If I look closely, I might be able to see your screen. You might want to. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Has it started? No, this is this is the quiz oh, theme song. <laughs> oh, no, like, who who wants to be a millionaire? Question one. Oh, crap. Even I know this one. Come oh, on, guys. Oh, oh, Brooklyn nine one one nine nine. Brooklyn nine nine. There it is. That first thing I was like, isn't that, isn't that a Beyonce song? I was song? stuck in the eighties. Yeah. Hey, I can even I play know. this because it doesn't it doesn't show the show the show until oh, okay. it does a countdown. Okay, here's the countdown, guys. But that's not fair. I can see the countdown. I'll, I'll, I won't look. I don't know this. This isn't. No, this isn't. Madden. Oh, Jordan should have known this. Vampire Diaries. Never seen mm, it. Fun. Yeah. If this is all like past two thousand, there's no way I'm going to get any of these crap. <laughs> well, yeah, we just we, we just spent two hours talking I'm about nostalgia. Guess American Horror Story. The Walking Dead. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Didn't know that. Uh, Family, oh, Feud. Family Feud. Oh. Uh, Family Feud. Yeah. Who got that one? Jason got it. I'm taking it. But you got it. Nice. This was a fun show. Yeah, game shows. This oh was, man, this was one of my favorites. Price is Right is sure. a great it's a category. Twenty-four? No, what is this? Dadgummit! I'm out. Prison Break. Uh, okay. This is medium. Early two yeah. thousands. Yeah. Turns out we don't know our TV shows as well as we thought. <laughs> I think it's a lot of crappy TV shows. I just say they picked like really mediocre yeah. shows. Yeah, Prison Break and Smallville Diaries. Smallville's this one. What are they? They're oh, pulling stuff from the WB network. Yeah. What a joke. Oh, is this, this justified? Is... No. Lucifer. This is all got to be That's w- like an Amazon is, series, I've right? Sam no. O'Reilly, you need to make better quizzes. Adam's oh. family. Yeah, there you go. One point for me, one for each of you. Except Jordan. Come on, Jordan. You got this next one. Number nine. Oh, hold on, hold on, son of a, hold on, Sherlock. I looked. I didn't know it, it came up. Should have had that one. Dang it! I watched those. <laughs> This quiz sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Teen Wolf. 
There's a Teen, Teen Wolf, Wolf TV show. Is this the new? There's a new. It's Teen the new Wolf, gritty one. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh, what is this? I know this. Shoot. Ah. <laughs> Narcos. Okay. Oh, it is Narcos. Oh, See, this that falls into the probably. I, I probably skipped that when I watched. I like Narcos. King, oh. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Ah. There we go. Nice. Two points for Jason. Well done, Jason. Job, Jason. Dang it. I was right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a pretty funny show. It's a oh, great I show. Love, I love King of the Hill. Little Mike Judge action. Oh, wow. One Red Hand, uh, Nick Cave. This is a great song. I didn't know it was a theme for something. Peaky Blinders. Uh, uh, see I, another one that falls in the probably skipped. I've heard that's a good show. Yeah, it's great. Killian Murphy. Oh, what was this? This guy it's like is? One Tree Hill or something? Could be, or is it Felicity or something? I don't know. Seems seems like a show Dawson's I didn't watch. Creek. Dawson's Creek. That's right. <laughs> My sister would have got that one right. Oh gosh! I was an extra in an is episode. That Roberta or, Cole or? Paula Cole. Paula Cole. Paula Cole. That sounds a little T-Rex-ish. Suits. Suits. T-Rex derived. Oh, my gosh. I think I Zach Morris was in, was in what? Suits. Boston? No, Kansas. Kansas. But is this... This is a... I didn't know this got used. Supernatural. How are you not getting all these, George? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, that means I'm winning the quiz. <laughs> oh. No, never mind. The Amazing Race. But I I don't actually watch that much TV. Guess we should have gone with the easy quiz. That's what makes it harder. They pick shows that people didn't watch. I mean, I know people watch The Amazing Race, but... Pretty Little Liars. Uh. So they're picking shows that people that are younger than 30 have watched. But I imagine a lot of people skip... I mean, these are all like streaming prestige shows. All alone. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Jeez. So I've heard of most of these shows. I just haven't watched them. That's it. I'm going to the easy one after this. This this blows. Oh, Baywatch. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see what the easy one has. I don't think people were listening to the theme. Part one. Easy. There you go, Jordan. Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. <laughs> Do you know it's weird? I mean, we didn't talk about this one, but I think it's pretty crazy how so many people knew this song. So many white kids across the country, you know, and, and the influence that that Friends. theme song had on rap music, likely. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> 
my brother bought this uh, CD from BMG when he was in sixth grade. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, Pro- so Proudly stupid. never seen an episode of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Game of Thrones. Sounds like fire. Dragon fire. Yeah. I think you're in the lead, Jason. You got four now or what? Jason's at least. Up. I've got two. Told you I was ma- I was made for this. Simpsons. Simpsons. This one's much easier. <laughs> I like the easy. <laughs> they pick quiz. shows that people yeah. watch. Maybe we'd do better on the hard one and the simple one somehow. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 million years ago. Oh, uh, Big Bang Theory. Speaking of a theme that can rot in hell. Yeah. <laughs> a show that can. Yeah. A show and a theme that can. Was that the Bare Naked Ladies? It sounded like him. DNL. Something Baywatch-esque. The X Factor. <laughs> is that one of those talent shows? I don't even know what that is. I think is. it is, yeah. Well, that's kind of fun. Nobody knows where they might end up. Nobody knows. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, weird. Never seen it. Happy days. Did you all get that? A point for everyone except me. I got a point. No, not not me. I didn't even say it. These oh. guys said this it before. Weird, I did. This weird moment in America where so Henry Winkler was I the coolest you. man on the planet, like globally, yeah. probably the coolest guy on the whole planet was Henry Winkler. Oh, Modern Family. Uh, yep. Yeah. We're just rewatching that right now, with Jack. It's funny. I like the it. dad. Phil Dunphy is X Files. X Files. Waiting for Agent Mulder's voice to come in. <laughs> That's it. His beautiful baritone. Steve. Steve remix. <laughs> I want to see him and Scully singing a duet for the theme song. Don't know it. it. Sounds vaguely familiar. No. Oh, Glee. Glee. Is it? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. Nice. This is like a this really a good, good modern synth. theme song. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good good one. Nice. Analog synth sounding. Maybe it is actually created on analog synths. Who knows? The 70s show. Yep. (laughs) I never want to watch that. Yeah. (laughs) Office. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is that uh, Cat Stevens song. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Cat Stevens version yeah. of this was good. <laughs> the <laughs> album cover's even better. <laughs> it was on that album with the garbage can. <laughs> the first cut is the deepest. 
Something epic with dragons. Oh, Doctor Who! Look at that. That's it. Modern Doctor Who. That's one that I loved the theme song as a kid and hated yeah. the show. Once once the show started, I'm like Sex in the City? Nope. Uh 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 Will and Grace. Oh yeah. Got it. So Jason and Steve are killing us and it kind of proves that thing when you guys were arguing <laughs> which one of you two had watched the most TV. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, I've heard this. Oh, yeah. How I oh. Met Your Mother. How have I heard that? I've never watched the show. Yes, mm. you have. <laughs> <laughs> Survivor? Survivor. Is it? I'm just guessing. I think it is. Wow, I think it is it Survivor, is. yeah. It sets the mood. So much yeah. so that I could guess without having ever watched it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Breaking Bad. Mm. Yep. This is another good one. Perfect for the show. I don't know yeah. who's winning out of you two. I think Jason's still uh, winning. He, he got a bunch in a row. Yeah, you got a couple. Whatever uh, happened to predictability? Uh, full House. Uh, yep. <laughs> Whatever happened to... <laughs> Kirk Cameron's sister was on this yeah. DJ yeah. Candace Cameron yeah. I think she's married to a hockey player now California here Like Orange County Right back where we started <laughs> The OC Or the OC, yeah It is, yeah <laughs> Orange County was the movie The OC was the Yeah I think I did watch every episode of the OC. <laughs> did I, you really? I didn't see any of the yeah. OC. Oh wow! I remember some of the critics really liking who's who's the dad guy oh, who's always like the anyway. Oh boy, oh. Peter, Peter Gallagher, right? Oh Come yeah, on, guys. yeah. No one knows this. Pokemon. <laughs> to train them up to go and fight in the tournament. P- Malcolm in the middle. Free Breaking Bad. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh, oh, Trump's show. Uh, Celebrity oh, Apprentice? Ele- Apprentice, yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Apprentice. Yep, that's it. Apprentice. But who actually money, does the money, song? Money, money. OJ's. OJ's. It's a great song. Yeah. Thanks, Trump. Men, 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 manly men, men. Oh, this is uh, two and a half white. It's two the Charlie men, Sheen, yeah. Two and a half guys. Two, two, two and, and a half, half men. Two and a half men. Wow, it looks really great. <laughs> yeah, I, I have not seen an episode of that. To be I don't honest. think I have either. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Oh, there it is. Right out of the yeah, gate. Yeah, right out me. of the gate. get out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's like not even really a theme song. I mean, it is, but it's just uh, like. Perfect because it wasn't even really a show. Yeah. Trap, 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 till the cages. What? Yeah. 
Wow. Respect. So what, we're going to do this for another 30 minutes? or so, <laughs> Which one's which out of these guys? All right, so... That, uh, that one's me with cigar, the, the white hair. Cigar Whoa. is Hannibal. Uh, Mr. T no. is B.A. Barakas. Uh-huh. So that's you. The guy with the adored. hat is Helen Mad Murdoch. Murdoch. And that's then, who George wanted to be, but wasn't. Yeah, and then the guy <laughs> on the far left is Face. He's the handsome one. He was played by uh, Bradley Cooper in the movie. That's uh-huh. right. He's the one who got all the ladies... Okay. Uh, it's uh, it's only got a minute left of this. We can we can wrap this up. <laughs> <Let's> wrap <it laughs> up. Why not? Oh, Eighteen. Do I get gosh. it again? Yeah. Yep. Two points. Sometimes you wanna go. Cheers. I feel like we've heard this one before. Oh, this doesn't sound like the original. I don't know. I think they're cheating with some of these. Maybe. Maybe it's the original. I don't know. You wanna be? I can't do this all on my own. Oh yeah, I'm not Superman. Oh crap! Scrubs. Oh scrubs! Dag gummit! Yep. Yeah. Did you? You got it. You didn't look on the screen. No, okay. no. You got this it. This is then. Sex in the City. Oh yeah! Wow. You know. <laughs> so it's like a. Fairly famous theme song, all right, guys? The bus sprays water on <laughs> Sarah Jessica. Anyway, you know. It seems today Family, Family Guy. guy. Oh. It's violence in movies and sex on TV. But we're at There's another. There's, hey, Bunker. Steve, there's the answer to your question. They're th- singing the theme song. Yeah, yeah, and those, right. those and, two voices are very much like all of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, Archie Bunker. Wow, the double X has does a TV no, theme this, song. This is just the end. Oh, of, right. thanks for watching. Uh, Jason's the winner. I don't know by how much, but yeah, I think, it, he's the winner. I think it's obvious. He's the winner. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I should be proud <laughs> or, or not. You already Jason watched that Steve, thing in though, preparation. No, this is uh, this is this is unfortunately just burned into my psyche. <laughs> Uh, all right, future theme songs. Do do we need do we need like a, a resurgence? Are they gonna? I, I like what Severance has done. Severance it feels like is setting a, a good standard for making it kind of a key part. But then there's that still that dang skip intro button. Like I don't know how many people are actually. I've caught my wife. I got we we had a disagreement the other night. She hit skip intro. I said, "Why'd you do that? Somebody worked hard on that. It's part of the it's part of the show." I skip it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know. I, I watched the first couple episodes, and so here's my concern. I got then, the gist of the intro because we. So it's easy to do that. We never had that growing up. You didn't have that luxury. You had to sit through the intro. Mm-hmm. So I think it creates a, a reaction and a remembrance and a nostalgia. I don't know that we're ever going to get like, how will somebody have the same connection to severance? If you can listen to it twice and then skip it through all the episodes that they did to even like the X-Files, which would be like thematically more similar. Like you had you, if you watched all the X-Files episodes, you probably listened to the theme a hundred times. You're never, you're never going to do that with severance. I think theme songs might be dying. Yeah. There's a good chance. 
So I think we need to recommit to listen to the themes. You gotta stop hitting. You gotta stop hitting the skip so, intro button, George. Will Brandon, you, will you commit? stop hitting the skip button? Um, I don't know. I think they'll always be there. We'll still have them. I, I, I think because you're always gonna have soundtracks and background music to the ep- mo- you know most TV shows episodes. Not the most recent episode of Atlanta. No, there was no music. I don't think throughout the except for when they, he was, the the guy was jogging, listening to rap, you know, or something. But, but they're going to intentionally subvert every convention that there is, including yeah. having entire episodes without their main characters in it. Yeah, any that, of them. That's happened several times, like three times. Season. Yeah, yeah, that's been crazy. Uh, but uh, it, it, I think I think. Well, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why I keep coming back to Atlanta, but they they don't have a theme song. No, nope. right? But they, you know, they're just using hip hop and different. They, they do a clever thing where you, if you look close, you can see the word Atlanta. Them, yeah, right? like I'm I'm learning about various hip hop groups through it. I'm like, oh, that's a cool tune. I got to look that up. But anyway, yeah. so maybe I don't know. I I I tend to think they're still going to be. They're still spending themes, money on it. Themes. Like yeah. Succession, theme they've used the big name, that composer that I, when we talked about the composing thing, what's his name? Nicholas Bertelli or something? Succession used him to do theirs, and, and that's supposedly like a renowned theme song. But yeah, it, it has a different influence if you can skip it, but I think people will still, content creators will still use theme songs, and they'll use it maybe music more in the episodes as well. Yeah. Potentially. Well, I'm excited to see uh, where, where it goes. It's an important part of, of obviously, my history. <laughs> I love theme songs so much. I don't want to see them go. I want to see them evolve into something cool. Uh, parting thoughts before we wrap it up? You guys were all good sports. I thought you brought your uh, you brought your, your A games. I hope we did the the wing, the Hall of Fame wing. Uh, it's, it's due... It's due credit and uh, yeah, theme songs. Listen to them. It was super fun. I, it was like a emo- weirdly emotional practice for me going through them all. It was really fun. So much nostalgia to go back down so through much. through memory lane. I thought your I thought your four categories are very insightful. Yeah. it's it's that's. I think you nailed it with that, and that's a good way to think about them from now from now on. I will be thinking and there will of that. Be no other category. No, there are no other categories that <laughs> shall be, be added. There can't to, be to that. And there's probably other. There are definitely other more contemporary shows than just Atlanta that don't use music, right? That are a little more realistic realism. I don't but know. as we've seen from the medium quiz, we don't watch any of those. <laughs> oh my shows. gosh! I want to. I want to know what the hard the quiz medium is now. quiz. I'm curious. Oh, I'm like geez. the hard quiz might be easier for us. So I think the moral of the story is for all of us, but for everybody in general, watch more TV. Right? Spend less time with your family. <laughs> spend less time doing like contributing to the don't. good or whatever. Go watch more TV. You could watch TV with your family. How about that? Yeah, you could, you but. Then you'd have to agree on a show to watch. <laughs> Ooh, tough. We got a Miami Vice playing in the background. Yeah. So good. Well, thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks but, for being with us. All yes. right. This has been the A-Team signing off. Look for us in the Los Angeles Underground, Soldiers of Fortune. 